What's up, Ecosystem? Welcome back to ATI Auto Business. My name is Jay. I'm your host. You know, my goal every Tuesday night is to bring you another trade show level business presentation to you wherever you are because your automotive business deserves the latest in transportation and logistics news and if you're busy and i know you are in a minute i'm going to give the welcome show lineup if you're watching on demand you'll know what to expect you can use the clickable video time code links in the video description below please do feel free to use those like share comment tell your friends thanks for watching ati we sure do appreciate it all right, so what does it take to move hundreds of new cars in less than 24 hours? You ever find yourself in that position? You need equipment, drivers, experience, and relationships. And how many full load carriers do you have on speed dial, by the way? So please pull up a chair as we open up the OEM Car Haulers Roundtable featuring Joe Bercari, VP and GM at Midwestern Car Carriers, John Larrick, President, Larrick's Towing and Transport, Rod Hamill, President, Hamill Logistics, and Tom Ogardowski, Business Development at Brothers Auto Transport. And yes, Ty Thompson is in the building. So please join the live chat ask your questions, share your thoughts, grow your business, break out of your vertical, because it's Tuesday Nights Live on ATI Auto Business. I'm Jay, your host. Welcome back to the show. What's up, Ecosystem? Welcome back again to the auto transport industry business uh, news resource. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us here on ATI for OEM car haulers. And we're happy to have you. Oh, here we go. I, I think we have our first error. We left everything on the screen, so there's no easy reveal. We're live. This happens. But please do feel welcome. And please do jump into the live chat. And stick around for the industry news. Because then we're going to bring in Ty Thompson to help me introduce Joe Bercari at Midwestern. And then we're going to open into the roundtable. John at Larix, Rod at Hamill Logistics, Tom at Brothers. And maybe it's even easier if we just leave it up on screen. Save a bunch of time. Right? Why not? Um, we actually have plenty of industry news. So please do jump into the live chat and say hello. You know, it's interesting, and we're going to talk about this in the news, that um, here we are, we're entering our seventh year um, as ATI. Originally, Auto Transport Intel, for years, probably the first five. And now we're ATI Auto Business because the tent got bigger. Um, and you'd think we'd seen it all. <laughs> but you know what? This is life. This is auto transport. This is interesting. Um, and so the automotive industry is a fascinating place. Uh, news, you know, weekly will interest you. And by the way, storms. Who's getting stormed upon? Um, Sue, my co-host on Thursdays, I think she is, uh, she's still dispatching, but, you know, through challenges. So whether it's the heat, and actually the, the heat is something I want to, I saw a couple, I feel like I saw a few more trucks broken down on the side of the road. Um, doing maintenance. So 
how is the weather affecting you and your business? How is it affecting your clients? What are you seeing in relation to, here we are, we're in Q3, and uh, is it heating up? Is it changing? Uh, you know, again, you'll see that in the news. Joe is in the live chat. That's cool, thanks, Joe. Thank Joe, thanks for being the feature tonight and taking the reins. You know, putting the car hauler shows together is hard. People are busy, people are working, or, you know, trying to enjoy the little time off that they get. So we appreciate, we know how hard it is to put these, to put all this together week after week after week, every week for years on end. Um, and so we know that, you know, everyone's taking time out of their busy schedule to help put this together and make this community great. So thank you for doing that. And we really do appreciate it. All right, let's do this. I'm going to go into industry news. Like I said, I have plenty of stuff. Keep saying hello in the live chat. Oh, yeah. You know what I didn't say, though? What do we got? Oh, yeah, please do. Hit the like button. You can smash it with your hand or a hammer. Click share, click copy, grab that YouTube link. And thank you for doing that. And when we see you on other social media platforms, thank you so much. When you see a video pop up you hadn't seen before, thank you so much. And uh, just all around participation and support, thank you so much. And if you don't know, and this is your first time here, or you're watching and you're new to what we're doing, you can call or text TIE 417-483-2764. Whether you're a carrier or a shipper, a broker or a dispatcher, 417-483-2764. That's Ty's information here. I'll put it in the live chat too. Call or text. He's here, but he will take your call. It amazes me every time. Whether we're at a trade show, unless he's on the phone. Well, I don't I don't know how he does it. Actually, Ty, how do you do it? How do you continue to take he always answers when I call. Shoot. I love that. Thanks, buddy. All right, dude. Um, oh, and I've got, you know what? We have to do this, dude. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Making martinis in the super chat. I really do appreciate that. We'll jump into the live chat. We'll say hello right after this, so stick around. We'll be right back. Recon 2023. Time to line. Speed to sale. Managed by metrics. Know what you don't know. Technician efficiency. Workflow efficiency. More cars, less time. Know where your cars are. Connect to what you expect. Rapid Recon can help. Are you completely stressed out from all the calls and the contracts and the verifications of loads where nobody ever answers the phone? Call Murphy Auto Dispatch Services today. Murphy Auto Dispatch Services has over 15 years in the transport industry. We are your office while you are on the road. We book, we verify, and we bill out your loads for you. We have an excellent accounting staff and an even better dispatch team. Give us a call today at 417-273-0021. Or if you want to email me, it's murphyautotransport31 at yahoo.com. Give us a call today. You need help staying loaded or moving a car? That's the voice of Sue. She runs a dispatch office. She's a fully licensed broker. She's my co-host on Thursdays, Dispatching Live. Visit murphyautotransportservices.com. 
Links in the live chat. Thank you so much. Um, all right, let's do this. Let's go ahead and go into the live chat and say hello. Oh, let me put this in here too. We're going to jump up to the top here, and we got, oh, Kimberly was in here first. Welcome to Tuesday Nights Live. We're happy you are here. Thank you, Kimberly. We're happy you're here, that we're all here, and this is the place to go on Tuesday nights. So thank you for that. Also, if you don't jump in the live chat or if you watch on demand, that's awesome. Uh, we see actually more and more on-demand views than live views now, so that's awesome. But if, you, if you're here live, please do say hello. Carlos is here. ACB Logistics is in the house. What's going on, Carlos? And um, this is an OEM car hauler show. Right? Last week, I've been kind of thinking about this, you know, because we move around, and I said this before, dealers, auctions, I'll say it again. Dealers, auctions, carriers, tech, and then, you know, shippers and dispatching, equipment, insurance, trade shows, and then, and then we go do the loop again. And um, last week we had uh, owner-operator car haulers, and this week is OEM car haulers. There is a difference, and if you don't, number one, if you don't know the difference... Let us know, you know, secretly text Ty. Hey, Ty, what's the difference? Right, what are we talking about? Everybody in auto transport seems to know, and I don't know. And I'm the only one in auto transport that doesn't know. Call or text Ty. Or send me an email, autotransportintel at gmail.com. That's cool. You can do that. Um, and I think I actually, I don't remember if I put this in the news or not. Ty and I had a business consultation yesterday. So uh, we do get hired time to time. Well, we now have, we have advertisers, and then we have advertising consulting, and then we also have just consulting. And from time to time, we'll get hired just to, to have a, like a two-hour consultation. And um, that is really interesting. It's interesting how people find us. It's interesting what they want to ask us. It's also interesting how when we first get contact, we look at it and say, well, we can help with this, this, and this two hours later and they were so satisfied and which was really satisfying to us and it's a wonderful thing so um don't be shy if you think you got a you think you got a dumb question or you're not sure where you're uh where you're headed yeah we want to help which is really neat so shout out to you ty we love car haulers absolutely um we're happy everybody's here it really is cool joe is in the live chat Hey, ATI community. What's up, Joe? Good to have you back. And um, Chris Chamberlain is here, right, with the uh, martinis. Chris brings the... Chris just brought a tray of martinis. That would be a good t-shirt. <laughs> um, Charles is here. Brova Chaz Lemon. What is up, Charles? Uh, thanks for coming back and saying hello. It's great to see you here. Rod is here. Good evening. Rod is on the show tonight. Is the bell too loud, Rod? I think I think I've been hitting it, hitting it a little hard. Hitting the bell a little hard. I tried to put some uh, so it doesn't you know isn't it's on the podcast, right? I had a guy I had a guy like you know saying I was blowing his eardrums on the podcast. I don't want to do that. This is a community show, man. So send in your feedback. Let me know how we're doing. Let's go ahead and go into industry news. And um, thanks for saying hello. Really do appreciate everybody. It's really nice. Thank you very much. All right, here we go. 
Um, stick around because right after this we're going to go into industry news, so we will be right back. Location Services, Collateral Recovery with Pinpoint Precision and Advanced Proprietary Technologies. Your single source for nationwide collateral recovery. LS Recovery, Certified and Compliant. LS Skip, Experienced Recovery. LSPR, Advanced Plate Recognition. LS Impound, Precision Capture. LS Remarketing, Nationwide Auction Partners. LS Keys, Professional Locksmith. LS Transport to any destination. LS Titles, Verified Documentation. LS Auto Notice, Secure Fulfillment. One contact, one contract, we do it all. Location Services. Transport AutoQuoter is by far the leading auto-quoting software on the market and the only auto-quoter with a pro version that comes preset with accurate pricing for anywhere in the U.S. So you don't have to worry about it. The best part is that no change with your current software is needed. Just plug TAQ in and start booking jobs. Carriers can easily plug TAQ into their current websites and start making money right away. I bet you're wondering how we do this instantly and accurately 24-7. Well, constant analytics is the key. Our PriceWatch team is constantly monitoring current market conditions, paying close attention to seasonal and quick-moving industry changes. At the end of the day, it takes a lot of time and data to maintain good pricing, time that most of us just don't have on a daily basis. So free yourself up. Using TAQ Pro is really a no-brainer. Save time and money, maximizing your leads and optimizing your online investments. You'll finally be able to sleep well at night knowing that TAQ is on the job selling for you 24-7. Never missing a potential job. Searching for that midnight auto shipping quote and new lead software you can trust provide instant accurate quotes online with Transport Auto Quote or Quote the price right the first time visit transportautoquoter.com links in the live chat and andrew's in the live chat thank you andrew yes we have commercials um you know here, i guess the uh, the good news and bad news the good news is that we never dodge a good question the the bad news is that like all media has commercials in fact um, you'll see, I mean, those, those two quick commercials and I don't, I don't hit you with five. Some show, some places they actually will do that. I don't know. One had like eight, um, in a row. And if you'll notice, like if you do anything online now, oh my God, like I can't read. I literally, when I do the news, I have to like dodge banner ads and pop-ups and it's, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. So I don't think it's too intrusive and it's, uh, it's relevant to what we're doing, talking about. Um, you won't see an avocado commercial or, you know, like a midnight chopper, whatever that is. So Flex Seal, we don't have that. So anyways, but thank you, Andrew, for tuning in, saying hello. We really appreciate it. Hopefully we didn't chase you off. Let me know if you have any other questions. Cool. Hey, Kyle is here. What's up, Kyle? Thanks for tuning in, saying hello. That's cool. All right, let's do this. We got to go into industry news. We're just a couple minutes late. Here we go. Let's 
talk about loads. Yeah, dude. Uh, what are we doing? It is show 303 in a row on a Tuesday night. OEM car haulers. And um, now this is a tough show to put together. I will just tell you because, again, auto transport, it's the carriers and the car haulers that are the hardest to get their time. Um, Joe has been very generous with his time here. John Larrick as well. Joe and John have joined us on stage. First time ever on ATI, Tom Ogredowski. And Tom, I think you're already in the waiting room. Thank you so much for doing that. John is on vacation. Rod is with us tonight as well. So really excited. Last week was owner-operator car hauler roundtable. There you go. What's a good rate and what's a bad rate? All right, keep, please keep that going and join us Thursday on Dispatching Live. See, there we go. Love it. Owner-Operator Car Hauler Roundtable actually turned into a really good, informative show with some real talk. If you missed that, I'm just going to put the link to it. And um, you can watch it now. You can watch it later. And we, you know, we try to do that. Here we go. Owner operator, owner operator show link. There it is, right there in the live chat. So it was a great show, and you know we're talking about wedge trailers. Oh my God, he did. He said wedge trailer. Yes, because we talk about the full ecosystem: wedge trailers, pickup trucks, onesies, twosies. Who, what do you think all those digital auctions need? Onesies, twosies. So we're talking about owner-operator car hauler roundtable. But tonight is for full loads. If you're a full load car hauler, this show might interest you. I'm, I'm probably still not. I don't know what it takes. Okay, Jay. Take it easy, Jay. These we want someone we want someone to watch this show. But seriously, we do, and we and we time to time we cover this topic, asset heavy car haulers. Uh, car haul business. We did that show. Um, Titans of Car Shipping, which was again that was more of a tech show, and a trade, a tech show and a trade show show. But you know, uh, whether brokers or tech, they still need full load car haulers. And you find out when they start talking on stage, they talk about it. That's why we go to Finish Vehicle Logistics. They're talking about full load carriers up on stage and how important it is to take care of your carriers. That's gonna be a topic tonight. You gotta to take care of your carriers. Which, you know, see? Hashtag stop cheap loads, right? Who's, who has to avoid cheap loads the most often? Full load or wedge trailer owner operator? Link's in the live chat. Front of the store, back of the store, ATI. We are the full ecosystem coverage auto transport industry business from new to use dealer auction broker carrier equipment regulations shippers dispatchers all of it and we follow the disconnect between sales and operations that's what we do on ATI auto business what's interesting is you'll you'll see this on the screen and you'll hear it it goes in one ear out the other and then somewhere down the road when there's some BS happening on a phone somewhere you'll realize, oh my God, that's what Jay was talking about. The disconnect, that's the nice way of saying it, the disconnect between sales and operations. We talk about understanding the carrier. Hey, dude, where's your car? Well, guess what? 
The carrier's been hunting down cars, hunting down people, and hunting down payment. And that's just one line item on this slide. So there's a lot to do. And we, ATI Auto Business, have been your auto transport community media since 2017. And I say this, we're very proud of it, because we are now in our seventh year. This is crazy. I was looking at this. Uh, 15,000, almost at 15,000 subscribers, over 850 videos, and we started in late June 2017, so we literally, it was show 300 uh, just a few shows ago, and we were doing a conference show, and then the 4th of July show, and then the car hauler show, and I realized, oh my gosh, we're, we're suddenly in our seventh year, and I just didn't spend the time. So let's spend a little bit of time. Um, as you may recall, it was originally Auto Transport Intel. That's the name I started in 2017 on YouTube in July, Auto Transport Intel. And I knew that what I wanted to focus on was the car hauler network. Carriers, car haulers, dispatchers, loads, load boards, technology, right? That's a lot of stuff right there. I thought that'll be enough. And in fact, it, this is crazy. It was in 2016 that I wrote and uh, recorded, I could say directed, but it was a very small shoot, the transport guy. This is a pretty interesting video. You can go, if you go type the transport guy, this is one of the first videos Auto Transport Intel ever posted. It's not all about you, lady. It's about your car. So actually, it turned out great. Really proud of it. Now, this is interesting, too. Some people will know this, and I was once known as Super J. This is uh, before ATI's birth. Uh, we did 10 episodes at Super Dispatch about the bill of lading and different... Uh, it, it really it turned into what was kind of a precursor for me for the launch of the ATI channel. And then along the way, and you know, we have so many slides like this where we've met really cool people while getting new information and we love to share it and that's why ty actually ty's been with me since 2017 we i peg it at like december 2017 i actually met him uh around the time that well i met him around the time i was doing some of the super j stuff and we're really proud of some of the news that's broken on ati like where else could you hear other than on the central dispatch i think there was a i think there was a notice that you had to switch to bats and that j tracker was ending it was that was about it i think it happened really fast um you got to look out for news that happens you know just really fast and drops from j tracker to bats we covered it uh you know thoroughly on ati because that's what we do here and there's just there's so much to talk about and that's why a lot of people then started to say yeah let's pump it in the dispatch office let's put dispatching live in the dispatch office this is the kind of channel one could say it's a show one could say it's a channel one could say it's it's the auto transport industry news feed it's the it's the thing we've been looking for and uh i think dispatching live started in sue and i were talking about this i think it might been might have been 2018 not 100% sure. Can't remember. We're on like, I don't know, show like 140 or something crazy. And even on there and even here, you know, like, like what's going on here? 
You know, what's he doing? Is that load paying all right? Is it what he expected? Right? That's just one part of the community to talk about. What about this guy sitting in the office? What's he doing? Is Are things going as expected? And what's this technology he's using, right, to manage his information? Gosh, there's so much technology out there that uh, what, what, what I realized was, you know what? Not only do I need to make content to feature what the carriers say, think, and feel along with their dispatchers, but we're going to have to start diving into all the technology that's out there. So, Superflow Systems. Superflow Systems been with ATI for, I don't know, uh, five years? Four years? It's a long time. And then we, we're like, okay, let's find out who Autosled is. Let's have Autosled on the show. We met Ship.Cars. Ship.Cars has been an advertiser. We've met Eftum. And uh, also some of his crew was on Dispatching Live. Auto Hauler Exchange is here. And we're learning more about their B2B marketplace. ACV launched, well, they didn't launch, actually, I think they did. I think there was a show where they actually were launching an app uh, live on ATI. Yeah, well, there, it says launch party. So, I mean, ACVs, we've had some amazing shows. And actually, those shows have grown beyond the carrier base. Uh, we're still trying to reschedule Doug. He talks about dealer sales, inventory, and technology. We've had Craig Quisenberry on Condition Reports 360 on a Cars on the Move with uh, Rich Levine. We've met Pamela Patton at live shows. SYCN Auto Logistics, John Robertson, Marco, Keith, Michelle Hutchinson, Anthony Coons, Don Brady. It's amazing as you look at all the companies, this is why we get excited when we're, we get put on the front page. Uh, in that we really have so much coverage happening on, on this channel. Uh, it's wonderful to see uh, that shared in the rest of the ecosystem. And even to see, like, there's Ty up on stage, right, with Alicia from Assertus, Stan from Super Dispatch, Eric at Cox Automotive, and John at uh, SYCN Auto Logistics. He put that panel together. That is, that's exciting stuff. Good job, Ty. Really good stuff. And then we start bringing our friends up on stage. Uh, that was March 30th. We had John Larrick, John Robertson, Joe Bercari, Dan Kennedy, all with us at our uh, live stage presence at Car Conference. Then, again, more live coverage. Rinse and repeat. Digital dealer. We had finished vehicle logistics. Auto Intel Summit. Used Car Week. I know I can keep going on. There's a reason we keep talking about trade shows. And I got to tell you, um, while we can still say it uh, before somebody else says it, is that we are, we have become kind of the live trade show kings, not in auto transport, uh, I think in automotive. There are a few groups that go to this many trade shows, um, but we're really proud to represent transportation and logistics in the way that we do and the way we network. Um, I don't know how you calculate the ROI on all that we bring to the table between the content and the networking and the consulting and the, I don't know. Actually, I don't know. If you can figure that out, I'd love to see that calculator. We also, the Titans of Car Shipping, I don't know if you saw this show, 
But not only was the content amazing, but the comments. The comments in the live chat. I love this stuff. So keep it coming. And I know uh, I know that I haven't been reading the comments here tonight so far, the last few. And we will get to some of those. But I'm on a roll and I'm going to keep going. Um, so th please keep bringing it. Thank you. I just wanted to give a shout out to Ship.Cars. Um, for, you know, bringing out the social media in conjunction with ATI, Auto Hall Exchange for the call-outs and the, and the collaboration. We really appreciate that. Uh, and this was also, this is a screenshot I shared on Ship.Cars on Dispatching Live. I thought the technology looked really great. We love to see great tech. Please keep bringing it and showing us. Um, and there's Auto Hall Exchange. There we are at the trade show. <laughs> Good shot. Thanks very much. And we also have made great content with uh, Super Dispatch. They're going to be on the show Thursday. Um, so we're, you know, we're proud of that stuff. We've had Vin on to talk about Super Pay. And, I mean, that was already, that was, well, that was, what, six weeks ago that they were doing the webinars for that. There's always so much information. And the branding, we love to help promote branding and awareness and swag. And that's why some of the new, some of the latest content on ATI, um, two of the sh big, sh two of the big shorts, two of the shorts that are performing the highest are these uh, Super Dispatch shorts that I recently posted and launched. So um, we are proud of everything we do for our advertisers and partners. And we, and I'll tell you, that's the thing is, without the community, none of it matters, right? This is a, a shot from a car shipping roundtable we did, was this two years ago already? Right? Ty, think of all the carriers you've talked to on the phone and all the collaborative conversations we've had over the years. I, I pulled this frame, this is from, this is from inside Midwestern car carriers. Right, Ty, do you remember this? God, it's funny. Just a look back. And the repo bunch, a whole nother vertical unleashed here on ATI on behalf of, you know, because we, we had the repo hammer for so long, and now they're our friends. And we're going to do another show. Uh, Vehicle Recovery Roundtable is coming up in August. Um, that's another thing. Putting the, sh putting the shows together, the schedule week after week after week. Wow really is it's amazing so I, I don't actually have the time to go back and look at all these slideshows look at this one this is another car shipping roundtable from I believe this is during COVID right or something or is it before COVID I can't remember I'd have to look at the timeline but it's really neat to see all the folks that we've talked to um, and we get told you know the lives that we've touched the people have inspired this is the really really big tent ATI Auto Business, the auto transport industry business channel since 2017, and we're really proud of it. So, uh, and we also, we're, we're really glad that we were, you know, we're here to help try uh, others to find their way. Remember when we had NVTA on the show? I wonder, I'd love to be, love to get an update with them. See, you know, how they're doing. Um... I, I found this interesting. This is actually Hotshot Dave. I had Hotshot Dave on the show several times, trying to, you know, help him stay on track. He's doing Pokemon cards now. That's okay. 
but uh, but we've been here the whole time. We'll continue to stay here. And even if you radio Rambo us, it's okay. We're ATI, and that's the thing is that we can do what nobody else can do, which is we can talk with many companies at once, and we can share information from all sources at the same time without worry of repercussion and we can we can handle the keyboard warriors the keyboard warriors are welcome on ati so i mean you know let her rip i guess and the thing is that we we gotta be the thing is we gotta we gotta maintain our focus um you can't have good feast good feast and chap <laughs> you can't have it you can have good and fast. You can have fast and cheap. You can have good and cheap, but you cannot have the unicorn of good, fast, and cheap. Alright? This is ATI. We're going to keep it real. We have to. And if we see, you know, number one, unrivaled, unmatched, unwavering, inconceivable, we still have to find a way to report the news. It's our job, it's who we are, and it's the only place where you're really going to get all that every week. Okay? So that's our deal to you, that's our commitment. We appreciate you, so you stay classy, San Diego, and we will try to do the same. Thank you so much for helping us get into our seventh year. If you have any comments or questions, send me an email, autotransportintel at gmail.com or ATI. And we're here to help. All right. We know this is how you get your car shipping business news. We know you're chomping at the bit. So please do help me. Uh, it's Are You a Car Shipping Guru? Ask Larry. We got five new questions. You ready? Five new questions. Here we go. Question one. What does OEM stand for? Optional estimated mobility. Original equipment manufacturer. Only European matters or over easy money. We always try to start with a gimme. What does OEM stand for? And what does it even mean? What is what is OEM? What do you mean OEM? Right? Again, there's somebody that doesn't know what we're talking about. And we want to help. You know? Ease into the education. This is no time to radio Rambo. But you can. I mean, you know, it is the live chat. We've got, uh, Ty's got a guess. Carlos has a guess. We just need one more and then we can move on. Which would be nice. It'd be, uh, be something we can have. Oh, by the way, if you, if you, have you hit, the question should be, have you hit the like button? If you haven't hit the like button, please do give it a tap. Just a tap, tap, tap a -roo. All right. I'm not going to get a third guess. Nope. What is OEM, Jay? Cough it up. All right, here we go. It's original equipment manufacturer. New cars. The OEM is the automaker. Maybe a better question is how many OEMs are there? The problem is I don't know the answer. Is it? I think it's like 27 to 30. Volvo, Toyota, Audi... Feel free to put it in the live chat. 
So if you're a large car hauling business, those are the contracts you want to get. You think that's easy to get? Man, we're going to talk more about that tonight with the OEM car haulers. All right, here we go. Question two. What is the appropriate carrier pay to ship a non-running 2017 Chevy Silverado on an open carrier from Falls Church, Virginia to Hallandale, Florida? Falls Church, Virginia. That's near D.C. suburb. Hallandale, Florida. Don't know where that one is. 2017 Silverado open. Oh, it's going south? Oh, boy. It's going into Florida? Um... Hmm. Right now, market value, 325, 37, 70, or 980. Ty's got 980. I don't think it's going to pay. Oh, it's a non runner. Okay. Well, then I'm going to say. That word appropriate gets me every time. Does it get you? Right? Do you see that? Anybody else seeing that? 770 or 980. These are the choices. If it's 320 or 530, I'm out of here. I'm shutting it down. Uh, okay, nobody else is going to guess. Ty, it's just me and you. All right? It's just like dispatching lives, just the two of us. Oh, Carlos is here. It's three of us now. We got Jay, Ty, Carlos, and Rod's out there. Rod, what do you think this is, man? I mean, I mean, <laughs> let me ask that. Let me rephrase that. Todd or Rod? Jeez. Just, just, just reveal the answer already. Seven seventy. That was a close one. Todd, Rod, Ty, Rod. Here we go. Question three. What's the maximum number of vehicles a fully loaded high-rail stinger can carry? Is it 14, 12, 10, or is it 8? Maximum number of vehicles a fully loaded high-rail stinger can carry. A typo's my fault. I did that. I put fully load. Dang it. Uh, maximum number on a fully loaded high-rail. 14, 12, 10, or 8. Right? See, Rod, thank you. Joe, how should we know? We're OEM guys. <laughs> that is pretty... Uh, let's see. 14, 12, 10, or 8. Jeff has... Uh, oh, Jeff has 12. Carlos has 10. Ty has 10. How? What's the maximum? What's the maximum number of vehicles a fully loaded high rail steering container? By the way, I am not. I know, it's hard to believe, but I am not a uh, professional high rail stinger driver. I know, it's hard to believe. So if the if this is wrong, I apologize in advance. Is it 14, 12, 10, or eight? We're learning together. Or not? <laughs> the answer is, it's 10. 10 is the maximum number of vehicles a fully loaded high rail stinger can carry. I think. Right? See, I knew I had it wrong. Well, this week you make a note, and uh, I don't know why people wet the... Does that work? Still writes. Um, make a note, and we'll talk about it in the round table. So, 
Because actually, equipment and all that, man, there's so much to know. My gosh, here we go. Question four. Oh. What is the appropriate carrier pay to ship a running 2021 Volkswagen Jetta on an open carrier from Elkridge, Maryland to Arizona uh, City? 970, 1160, 1320, or 1590. What is the appropriate carrier pay? A running 2021 Jetta. Oh, wow. That thing's... From Elkridge, Maryland to Arizona? Man, they're going to squeeze every dime out of that thing. Um, I'm going to say I'll bet it moves for 970. I don't think it should, but I bet it does. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Jeff's got 1590. Ty's got 1590. Carlos has 1320. Fine, then I'll, I'll change it to 1160. You talked me out of it. But I still, I don't think it's going to pay enough. That's like, how many miles is that? What is that, like 2,200? Because I tell you, as a dispatcher, note, as a dispatcher, I was always surprised how far Vegas is, Arizona is, Nevada, Arizona, New Mexico. Surprising how far it is from the East Coast. Always farther than I thought. So, anyways, whatever it's worth. All right, here we go. All right, let's see what we got here. Rates suck nothing, pay what it should. Yeah, I I second that. Thank you very much. I say D. Jeff says D. All right, here we go. Let's see what we got. Oh, my God. I'm so embarrassed. That should not have been correct. But we're talking about current market conditions. Am I right, Carlos? Are, are you surprised? Yeah, that is, uh, okay. But one could say, well, that's 50 cents a mile, right? If it's 2,200 miles. So, you know, if you're on a, if you're on a, a high rail, I suppose that's fine. That's, and that's the, yeah, that's what it comes down to. And really, I think that is the thing. If you talk to a shipper, they're thinking like nine cars all day. Not that they know what it takes for a nine car to do nine pickups and nine deliveries, right? Yeah. But you know, Jay, question five, here we go. What is the current total legal gross vehicle weight a fully loaded Stinger can carry? I did it again, fully loaded. Current total legal gross vehicle weight a fully loaded Stinger can carry. Is it 100,000 pounds, 90,000 pounds, 80,000 pounds, or 70,000 pounds? How much can a fully loaded Stinger carry? This is good. Actually, this is really when you're the dispatcher. Well, you're fir if you're a first-year dispatcher, you probably don't realize how hard the DOT comes down on an inspection on the driver. But by your third year, you need to know, hands down... This is the number you don't go over. You can't, you do, you just don't. And when they say they want to go weigh themselves for the third time that day, fine. Do not talk them out of it. I promise you. Never talk a driver out of 
anything he thinks he needs to do. It's not your truck. He's driving it. And he knows what happens down the road. So know your numbers. And listen to your driver. See, look at that. Jeff Watt. C10, but Union. <laughs> See, I knew. That's awesome. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. I like that. And see, that's the thing is we need to know more about equipment. So we all learn something. Look at this. Even the host claims to learn something live. All right, what do we got here? What is our... Uh... Oh. oh, I don't have it. Huh. Well, it's 80,000 pounds, right? It is 80,000. <laughs> I don't even have the slide. It's 80,000 pounds. Come on, Jay. What are you doing? Um, anyways, all right, well, I'll tell you what. Well, we still get to take a break anyways because this is a union show. So, um, stick around right after this. We have more industry news part two. You're not going to want to miss it, so stick around. Location services, collateral recovery with pinpoint precision, and advanced proprietary technologies. Your single source for nationwide collateral. Wait a second. We already saw that one. This is what you need to see. So why, uh, why am I doing a podcast? Everybody else is doing a podcast. Why not? Hi, my name is Beck Abdullayev, CEO of Super Dispatch. I started Super Dispatch to solve big problems in auto transport. And today, I want to bring something new to you. We're calling it Auto Transport Copilot. Auto Transport Copilot is a video podcast. This is an attempt to get a conversation going. I think that's what this is. It's an attempt to get a conversation going. As an industry or as a community, we're not really having these conversations out in the open. And I think some of these bigger challenges and problems or, or lessons are best served when they're tackled collectively by the whole industry as a community. And my hope is to bring forward some of these voices, some of these challenges. I, I want to be able to showcase movers and shakers, the hard workers, the hustlers, the uh, winners and losers in this game of auto transport. And all from a perspective of a co-pilot, being right there with them. Thank you. evolution of moving cars faster, smarter, and easier is here. Super Pay by Super Dispatch. Today, shippers waste hours managing fragmented payment systems. And carriers are left wondering, never knowing when they'll finally get the payment they're owed. Super Pay saves everyone time and hassle by securely automating payment upon proof of delivery. No more tracking down payments or onboarding carriers to disconnected payment systems. With integrated payments with SuperPay, Super Dispatch is now the only end-to-end, all-in-one auto transport platform. Automate payments where you automate transport. Super Dispatch, TMS, mobile app, Super Loadboard, and SuperPay. Helping carriers, dispatchers, brokers, and shippers. Move cars and get paid fast. 
on one auto transport platform, visit superdispatch.com. Links in the live chat. Thank you so much. All right, here we go. Let's go into industry news part two, the weekly pulse, which we bring to you every week. Thank you so much. Top news. Super Dispatch launches video podcast for the auto transport industry. Introducing Auto Transport Copilot. Car shipping platform Super Dispatch said Tuesday it has launched a video podcast that focuses specifically on the auto transport industry. Leading the monthly Auto Transport Copilot show each month will be Super Dispatch founder and CEO Beck Abdullayev. The episodes will hone in on industry insights and challenges through conversations with shippers, brokers, carriers, and others in the auto transport industry. Auto Transport Copilot is an attempt to start a conversation and build a community. The auto transport industry is a key pillar of the automotive world, deserving of the spotlight. And to learn more and watch the video podcast, go to superdispatch.com forward slash copilot. And you will find the page that lets you know that Auto Transport Copilot is the only auto transport industry podcast bringing the auto transport community together through real life experiences. Great job, guys. And Carvana shares fall after moving up earnings date without a warning. The company said it now intends to release Q2 results before the U.S. market opens on Wednesday. Carvana didn't say why they did this. Previously set up for a different date and has some confused. Jack Cooper Transport acquires assets of more transport. Certified woman-owned business is proud to acquire assets of premier minority-owned entity. Wow. On July 14th, Jack Cooper announced its intention to acquire more transport of Tulsa, a family-owned and operated car haul trucking company. Jack Cooper, a 100-year-old company, will combine its car haul operations network and experience with Moore's top service, major automotive manufacturing. Oh, customers. Ooh, OEM customers. Jack Cooper, second largest motor vehicle carrier, largest carrier with a unionized workforce in America, and they're going to acquire approximately 240 new tractor-trailer combinations to add to its existing fleet. Along with expanding Jack Cooper's footprint along the East Coast and Midwest, uh, close is anticipated for August 1st. Hey, fun fact. In 1928, Jack Cooper founded a carrier for General Motors in Kansas City, Missouri. Since then, Jack Cooper Holdings grew to include several businesses and a full range of auto transport logistics spanning U.S., Mexico, and Canada, one of the largest fleets of Finnish vehicle carriers in North America. Right, OEM, Automaker, Finnish Vehicle Logistics. Check. Get ready to convert meters into feet. All right, you can do this with Google. Did you know this? Uh, Google Translate or Calculator or um, uh, something like that. Anyways, I just typed it into Google. Remember remember the number 18.75 meters is 61 plus feet. All right? Okay, I know. European Commission proposes longer loaded truck length for vehicle logistics. 
The European Commission has made a proposal to extend the length of loaded trucks used in finished vehicle logistics, which would allow logistics firms to move vehicles more efficiently. So here's what's interesting. The ECG, Association of European Vehicle Logistics, is lobbying for change, has been for more than two decades, because in many European countries, trucks can travel nationally with a higher maximum length, but if crossing a border, bam. That's when the EU law doesn't recognize car transporters and member states enforce the restriction of 18.75 meters, which again is 61.5 feet in length, to generate revenue through fines and cause further problems, allegedly. Now, I know that's the European Commission. Here's what's interesting. And by the way, they say that if they can get these agreements to move through and recognize a longer length and overhang and all that stuff, that they're going to be able to carry uh, more vehicles on average, which could result in a net savings, <coughs> excuse me, of, oh, just an estimated $50 billion. <laughs> well, just so happens we have this in America, too. Uh, the EV Coalition wrote a letter in February. The Coalition of Electric Vehicle Transportation, CEVT, excuse me, CEVT, represents vehicle and trailer manufacturers, auto carriers, and dealers, experts, transportation logistics. Our partnership focused on, on solutions to transport electric vehicles safely and efficiently. They always say that, more safely, more efficiently, when really, you know, come on, man. It could it just say, dear... Dear Honorable Chairman, come on, man. Uh, here's why. The Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act. Uh, let's get technical here for a second. No, it's not that. Um, invested $7.5 billion to build the EV charging stations and all the, you know, all the EV party stuff, right? It should just say that. We spent $7.5 billion to build EV party. Uh, and what we're asking for is, listen, just address the actual transportation of EV vehicles, they are heavier, from manufacturing, distribution centers, railheads, ports, to dealerships, consumers. In short, EVs are heavier than gas-powered counterparts. Remember, we're having an EV party. And these laws haven't changed in 40 years. Can we reduce... Uh, or rather, can we increase the amount of weight that we can carry uh, versus this arbitrary law? And if we do that, we will continue to be able to haul the nine vehicles instead of the new seven, which is going to be what happens with the new weight distribution of EVs. Solution is just increase the gross vehicle weight limits for Stinger Steer auto transporters by 10%, which is, what, 8,000 pounds? Isn't that, isn't that 80? While capping single and tandem axles. But it must be... Uh, shouldn't that be 80? Anyways. We need an increase in weight ability to haul. And that will help us. And it'll be safe. And we can continue the EV party. <laughs> and by the way, we're coming to Congress as a last resort. Uh, you can rent it on DVD. Thank you for your time, consideration, and request. And here's the list. Like everybody, like, have you seen such a list? 
in auto transport. Man, that's a heck of a list. I'd love to go to that, uh, you know, concert. Okay. John Lyric also shared something that's really interesting. Obstructions in transport. While the used vehicle market is strong for commercial fleets, pain points continue to impact fleet vehicle remarketing. What is that? The lenders are having trouble getting the vehicles to auction quicker to get recon, remarketed, remarketed, and sent to the dealer. Why? Well, the longer the transport process takes, the more days depreciation of your loan, of your value, this is a problem. So fleet managers say that significant struggles in transporting vehicles have forced them to micromanage logistics process. Now you know why the guy's on the phone saying, where's my car? He's losing money. And fleet managers joke to the chagrin, which we'd never say that word first time ever said on ATI, to the chagrin of the carriers. Fleet managers joke they've heard every excuse. The truck broke down, the driver is sick, drivers aren't answering the phone. They hear a continual barrage of reasons why vehicles are not picked up on schedule. And yet, some of them, that's real. And in fairness to transport companies, the primary reason these logistics delays is a lack of available drivers. Driver shortage is real, the struggle is real. During the past three years, a pandemic has scared away many transport truck drivers, and these former employees are new, now employed in different jobs in different industries, or probably hauling freight. And I say unto you, Verily, is that I know a lot of folks want to own their own business. There's got to be a portion that could go work for a company that has equipment, has loads, and needs a good driver. There's somebody, somebody out there listening right now, whether live or on demand, that fits the bill. So think about it. Stay tuned to this show and think about maybe, maybe, maybe go work for another company and then think about uh, jumping off the cliff. I mean, uh, into entrepreneurship. In addition, transport companies like everyone else are having difficulty keeping their vehicles fixed due to replacement part shortages. Oh, don't get me started. Can't wait to ask Joe about <laughs> replacement part shortages and longer repair turnarounds caused by ongoing technician shortage. There's another, there's another shrinking field. The situation is even worse when roadside problems occur. Nothing more aggravating to a fleet manager than seeing a vehicle sit day after day in a company parking lot. The vehicle's sitting, the truck is waiting. What are we doing? How do we fix this? Thank you, John Larrick, for that. Hey, uh, did you get the memo? Global sh chip shortage has eased. When's the last time you heard somebody say global chip shortage? Probably around the time that uh, someone said you need to put a mask on, right? Which, I don't know. Global chip, put, put your global chip on. Um, <laughs> that'll be a thing. The impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on the availability of semiconductor chips just a recap, we're not going to go hashing through it, but in 2021, nine and a half million units of global light vehicle production was lost. Nine and a half million units in 2021. Three million in 2022, but in the first half of 2023, half a million. So let's look at, let's go to the chart. And uh, yep, we took that 2020 hit and we're climbing back up and we're looking pretty good. So look, look at that. We're in 2023. 
Man, by next year and the year after, you won't even know the difference, right? And that's where we are seeing it. New vehicle sales and inventory. I don't know if sales so much as inventory, but they're they're not as they're not as dicey as as the used. In fact, I think we got a used. Uh, yeah, here we go. Buyers limiting themselves to good deals even as prices plummet. This is dealer buyers even seeing good deals let it go. And it used to be, you know, it used to just be your arm was getting tired because you didn't stop buying everything. Now, not that's not happening yet. Are you feeling the Q3 squeeze? What is that, a lot lizard? Okay. Right now, there's a lot lizard. That's great marketing. Q3 squeeze. Um, also, I think we have converting ICE vehicles to EVs. That's another interesting. Uh, Lightning E-Motors has deals with automakers. Why not? Yeah, let's do it. That's a great idea. This is the podcast. If you see it, get it. ATI Auto Business Podcast. It's ATI Auto Business and uh, we sure are glad you're here. If you have a question, call or text Ty, 417-483-2764. It's about 8 o'clock, so we're about to go into our panel. So uh, fingers on the buzzers, buzzers, stand by, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, don't forget, though, on Thursday, load board search advice. We have, we're going to talk about lucky load giveaway again on Thursday, as well as Super Dispatch Carriers special guest Brittany from Super Dispatch with us on Thursday. And on Friday... We have Frank and George from Auto Hauler Exchange on Cars on the Move. Because this is ATI. This is how we roll. We don't ship cars. We move information. Leverage ATI in your business. This is the Car Shipping Business Channel. And we can prove it. Week after week. So thank you so much for sticking around. Here we go. Second half. You haven't missed anything. Do me a favor. Uh, I'm going to bring in Ty right after this. Then we're going to bring in Joe, John, Tom, and Rod. We'll be right back. Auction V-Commerce is the universal support solution to help brick-and-mortar auctions respond to the needs of digital buyers and sellers with greater efficiency, accountability, and more access. Auction V-Commerce is a bridge between the dealers of the past in the auction of the future. Auto Hauler Exchange is a new B2B marketplace, the first of its kind in the vehicle logistics industry. Auto Hauler Exchange automates the complex workflows of the vehicle logistics ecosystem by connecting large and small vehicle haulers directly with vehicle shippers. By eliminating the middleman, typically required in vehicle logistics, AHX streamlines the shipping process, cuts shipping delays, and reduces empty space on carriers and unnecessary miles while increasing revenue. Working directly with the shipper, carriers can pick and choose which opportunities fit their routing on a day-by-day -day basis to maximize their capacity and eliminate empty miles, while allowing them to plan their backhauls in advance. The exchange gives control back to carriers. By using technology, AHX creates a frictionless, efficient environment for vehicle transportation. Get off the vehicle hauler roller coaster today with Auto Hauler Exchange. Auto Hauler Exchange B2B Marketplace connects shippers directly with carriers, and that means 
putting the power of the business transaction back in the carrier's hands. Visit autohollerexchange.com. Links in the live chat. Here we go. Please do help me wish a very warm welcome to your friend and mine. He's a community advocate and has been for years. Ty Thompson, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm good. Really looking forward to tonight's show. And the, probably one of the big reasons, obviously, is Joe Bukhari, John Larrick, and Tom. But, uh, you know, we've spent a lot of time with these guys. And the reason I get excited about having guys like this on is because I never made it to that level. Rod, sorry, I forgot to tie Rod. Uh, but I, think I never we just really gave messed... him a new nickname, Tyrod. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, Tyrod. The live chat's been amazing tonight. We got a lot of likes. I, I noticed um, everybody's here piling in, and that's, again, that's what I like about the uh, the OEM guys. I never I never messed with that. I, I was used. I did a couple new car gigs you know, through a broker, and it really didn't go well. And I figured out early on that that's right. not my niche. Okay, good. Okay, that's a great pause point because that's the thing is that and i know as a dispatcher always go back to those early dispatch stories which is weird when i first booked like a i booked some new cars for pickup i didn't know what i was i didn't know that there was a difference right which is one of the reasons why it's important to talk about this i didn't know whoa i i, I saw the dispatch sheet it was different and there was some different mm. stuff because you see that splash chart the AI, yeah. what is it, AIG, I yeah. think? Yeah. yeah, yeah, AIG, yeah. Okay, so yeah. you start seeing that you get that, and you're like, well, you know, I don't know. And, and then the driver goes, dude, <laughs> Whoa. what are we doing picking up at a Toyota plant, and you're sending me all these, you know, inspection forms, what yeah. are we doing? Does this What's thing pay here? good? And I'm like, no. Ah, bye, bye, bye. <laughs> and then it, does, it might pay good, but it doesn't pay good when they when you drop it off or touch, or you even look at it. I mean, the stories that you hear about picking cars up at railheads, ports, uh, new cars. Excuse new me, cars, be more that's specific. Right. That's right. Like I heard one the other day. It might have been last week. Maybe it was a Rod story. We were talking. He's at the railhead picking up a truck and. He gets in it, he does this whole walk around, he takes pictures, every, whoever it was. They get in it and they look up and there's a crack in the windshield and they end up having to buy a windshield. I mean, it's that kind of crazy stuff that really turned me off fast. So a lot of respect for these guys that mess with these contracts, okay? That mess with these new cars because they don't play. It, it, it kind of reminds you of like this New York and that's why I like Joe. Joe's from up there in the Northeast and Joe's probably got some mafia in him, right? And he knows these, the games and how these things work. And so I always like to hear about it. <clears throat> I always like to learn, you know? Don, because check it, this it's out. very, yeah. Oh, I just want to say, Don, my driver Don had to take his, he had to <laughs> load in the night without a jacket on because yeah. his jacket had a zipper. Yeah. Can't you can't even, like, it no. is a whole yeah. other world. So, yeah, right. And there, there's plenty of rules. And if you guys haven't figured out yet, I've somehow seemed to have problems with a lot of rules. So I learned right away that that's not my niche, right? But I've always had, a, I mean, I've watched Randy, the owner of Midwestern, Randy and uh, Ed. I've watched those guys for 25 years killing it. And, they, and I got a lot of respect for them. And they're right in our backyard, That's right. Kansas City, Missouri. Know your niche. It's amazing yeah. how much is going on in Kansas City, actually. There is a lot going on. And, you know, that little stat you pulled out there in 1928, mm -hmm. whoa, where'd that come from? 
I know. I know. Wow. That, was, that was actually really okay. So okay. right there, Jack Cooper acquires more transport, two hundred and forty trucks. Yeah. Yeah. And more he, came in really, really hot. About what was that? Five to under ten years ago, they were making news everywhere. Big red trucks, I think it was. Guy that was running the place, he came from somewhere. Joe will know more about it, or John, right. or Rod, or somebody, but. It's an interesting acquisition because I don't. I think Moore was in had OEM contracts, so I don't know what ha Joe know. Maybe we should just get Joe. On. Yeah, let's do come it. Let's on. bring well, Joe. Joe. Hey, Joe. 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 Come on, Joe. Let's do this thing. Here <laughs> we go, Cameron. Please <laughs> do just... help us wish a very warm welcome to our friend and uh, resident advisor. How about that? Mm, Joe mm -hmm. Bercari is the vice president and general manager yeah. of Midwestern Car Carriers. And he is joining us now live via satellite. Mm. You don't hear that anymore, do you? Right? From a, like, <laughs> is that Starlink? A, a Disney Starlink. Um, right. Jeff is here. Jeff Watt is in the live chat. National Car Shipping. That's Justin, I believe. Kevin Schmidt. Um, hey, Joe. What's going on, man? How you doing? How are you? How's life? Oh, it's great. We haven't seen you forever. I'm yeah. always so excited when I see Joe. No joke. Wow. And I just think about, I was thinking about you today. I was thinking about that time I caught you at the airport and took a picture of you and sent it to you and you didn't even know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, caught, you caught me in my natural habitat. I was staring at my phone. <laughs> yeah, I did. That was good. <laughs> and then you've been on stage. You've such a big uh, support for us here at ATI. Thank you, Joe. I mean that. Yeah. I Thank just you want guys for us too. Memory lane, I, I, I got to take in the moment when I was up on stage and you were sitting closest to me and John Larrick was sitting next to you. And I, I got I, I just got taken. I'm like, man, this is cool. I'm up on stage. Joe's on the mic. John Larrick mm -hmm. is next to him. We're in the large. That was a big room. At car conference mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. neat yeah. moment. So that's yeah. that, so thank you. Thank you, Joe. That was cool. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. I got a lot of fun doing time. Well, how much stuff did we mess up, Joe? Uh, by what? Jack Cooper, OEM, oh. 10 versus 12 <laughs> or 14. <laughs> yeah, let's start uh, well, with the okay, high rail. So, Fully loaded high rail. Yeah. How did we do? How so did we that, do? Yeah. This is, this is one where if, uh, if Randy Wills was in the chat, he, he would have been, you know, doing like this, furiously typing a 400-line-wrong mm -hmm. analysis of, of, of what you missed there. But um, high-rail equipment, once upon a time, uh, was actually – did go all the way up to 14 cars. You could load <clears throat> five on the tractor and nine on the trailer of a 75-foot of a high-rail, believe it or not, when they had those 75-foot high-rails. It was called a C-14, uh, and it was a Cottrell uh, uh, design. It was – Really good with like Mitsubishi Eclipses and all those little small cars and Dodge Neons and you know back back in those days, um, back when when the scale was less of a problem than it is today. So um, a, a lot of the trucks today, uh, they are they're twelve car trucks, but just because of the weight and size of the of vehicles, you, you're just not going to get better than ten. But if you were to actually like slot trucks into the decks as they were designed, 
especially on some of the the specific type of high rail trailers that have mezzanine. We called it back in the day, called it a mezzanine deck. It kicks up off the belly. You actually could get to 13, 12 and 13 units uh, back in the day. Now, is that practical? I mean, if you're going 1,100 miles, it's practical. If you're going 120 miles, it's the time isn't the time exchange is not worth it. You you spend more time putting them on than you make on the revenue, being able to drop the load, hustle back, grab another load, and then rinse and repeat, and so on and so forth. There were some scenarios when it when it did make sense, but most of the time, generally not. So the industry tended to gravitate more towards the ten car. And that's where you get into like Delavan had what they called a quick a quick twelve, which was really not quick, and really didn't carry twelve unless it was Corvettes. Um, but it was a good ten car piece of equipment, and a lot of people call that style a mid rail because it has three decks that articulate uh, on the top and a, and a stacking head rack. But you know, it, it the, the industry has tended to gravitate more towards a nine and ten car package now than what we used to see back in the day. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, and I was thinking, what did you, to put the twelve on? It had to be like either Corvettes or Ford Fiestas. Corvettes, uh, subcon- subcompacts like Civics, <clears throat> Honda Civics, and Toyota. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know the little Corolla, Toyota Centuries and things. Corollas, yeah. Nissan Centuries. Nissan Centuries, little little small things, yeah. Okay, now let's go. We got that straightened out, and I knew that was a dicey question when Jay asked me about it because I was like, man, there's going to be old super truckers in here telling everybody, no, there's 14, 12. So uh, we got that straight. Now, we were talking about this Jack Cooper thing and more. What Do you do you know anything about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a spectator just like everybody else. Exactly. I wanna, I'm going to jump you in know, here, I, flag on the play. Um bad. Well, and, and here's okay. So, in, yeah. in generic terms, in generic terms, because <clears throat> actually, I was when I was reading some of the past, I thought United Road. What about in the in in North America in auto transport? Companies get acquired and acquire others. This is pretty normal. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not really that much dissimilar to like the airlines. You know, there used to be, you know five or ten more of them and then they all got gobbled up by bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger companies that's not a not a i guess hey, what man. i mean is welcome uh, to ati ati out come of business. on in that's awesome future car know. hall it's a family show right spider-man has joined the show <laughs> yeah <laughs> I have, my youngest son is one of those it's awesome yeah, yeah. In fact, we got it it's awesome welcome to lot welcome yeah, to he's live in he's video. in yes. we got we got him we got a new fan i love it <laughs> and by the way joe are you are you a soccer fan i am is this for sunday night was the this gold is cup. a bar- yeah this isn't what current no there's no there's yeah. no there's no there's no buddy <laughs> it's exciting. Hey, this buddy! Is YouTube. The He's kids live. love YouTube. No school tomorrow, man. Come on, dude. Exactly. There's no school. I already no studied. School. I got straight party, A's. Party. It's great. <clears throat> no, uh, I guess... no. I I started a, a collection of soccer shirts many years ago, and then people got wind of it, and so then you know, as people would travel in different places, they would. The, the the de facto gift for my birthday ended up becoming a a, a soccer shirt. So this is a Barth- a Barcelona soccer shirt. Barcelona, that's really cool. Nice. I need that a soccer nice. jersey. I don't have one. Ty, do you have one? Mm-hmm. 
Ah, uh, no. Yeah, that's I'm good. That's I don't need one. Oh, you don't? Well, well I'll take one. <laughs> you can have mine. How's that? <laughs> Great. That worked I out so well. no shirt, really. <laughs> um, I'll tell you, I have some other notes, but I know that we've got Tom, John, oh, and Tom, Rod yeah. in, the, in the waiting in the wings. Let's bring them in. Let's, let's do, do it. it. All right, let's do it. Bring everybody in here. here we go. Please do. All right, everybody get ready. This is I, not much warning. You never get much warning mm. uh, when Jay is in the wheel. Here we go. Here comes Tom, <clears throat> Rod, and John into the Zoom meeting. We're now moving into the feature. If you're just joining, it's perfect timing. It's OEM Car Haulers Roundtable live on ATI. Uh, show 303 in a row and go ahead you guys get your video ready audio ready now if you're watching the show if you're if you're joining and you're watching uh, Then you have to mute we we know the drill, but I didn't do a, a well We had Tom in a meeting we're a while ago, but we haven't had Tom on the show. So um, It's first time is it you know can be a rough landing It's like trying to land that biplane and you smack the runway a couple times and then you just park it so, but here we got Rod. Let's say hello to Rod. Rod, can you see us and hear us okay? Mm -hmm. Yep. How you guys doing? Great. We're doing great. You can know, it's pretty cool. You were with us last week, and you're with us this week. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm in ATI, <clears throat> and I guess I'm going to be in Pasadena soon. <laughs> you are. That's right. And I, what's is you are the, so you're the barometer. Last week was owner-operator. We realized, right. wait a minute, we need to bring you back for OEM. So you're here. So First thank you so that. much for taking Absolutely. the time. Awesome. Yeah, thanks, Rod. Now, John is stuff. on vacation. So John is, <clears throat> is you know... It's going to take a minute. ...logging in. Um, and then, Tom, if you have... Can you, can you hear me? We hear you. Great. Yeah, yeah. you can't see me. I'd have yep. to... Okay leave and then come back apparently i didn't get myself uh, prepared properly i know how that is I, we're live now and people are like yeah that's pretty much how jay runs his outfit you know what you could do is tom go ahead and see if you can because we'd love to see you when we talk to you in this round table sure. <clears throat> exit and see if that comes back and, and gets and that could be All what right. john is yep. doing as well so um rod what you told us last week made us want to bring you back Tell us a little bit more. Just say hello again and tell us about more about you and your company, please. Yeah, we're a small company. I guess you could call it small. Anything under uh, 50 trucks, um, they call them small fleets. Uh, we have a little over 27 trucks. Uh, we're based out of Florida. We cover everything uh, east of the Mississippi, and we service um, some OEMs, and we do a lot of the uh, wholesale and um, rental cars and whatnot. So we do a little bit of everything. Right. Yeah, and we ran into you at Automotive Logistics. That's yep. where I met you. Yes, sir. Which is OEM City, right? Oh, heck yeah. It was my first time, actually. And um, I'm definitely going to be going uh, next year. Yeah? You liked it? Oh, Did I you love talk it. to some OEM guys? Oh, there yeah, some there. yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There, there were, there's some of our clients, of course, and some that we're trying to obtain and whatnot. Um, yeah. But it was uh, really eye-opening, and especially the sessions and all this stuff. And... Um, there's a lot of things that they cover that we wanted to learn more about. Mm, that's great. It's good to see you there. Absolutely. Likewise. For sure. All right. So we got Tom working on, and now it almost looks like the lens cap is on, but I know that, you know. No, it's not. It's, it's not. All right. Well, if you're with us by audio. Nope. Yeah. So we can hear you. 
Yeah, I know. Um, All right, well, well, let's let's keep going. Tom, please say hello and tell us a little more about you. Um, well, my name's Tom Ogardowski. A uh, big blank picture there. Um, I've been in the industry now for about uh, going on 39 years, and I've worked in a lot of different uh, capacities with a lot of different places. I'm currently with uh, uh, Don Carney over at uh, Brothers. Been with him since uh, 2010. 2011. So I'm going on 12 years, 13 years with him. So um, I I enjoy very much being in the industry. Uh, We were part of the original founding group with uh, the Otter Haulers Association of America. And uh, I think that's where I first met you and Ty was at one of our uh, conferences back, I think it was in 2017 when, when you were just getting started. So uh, I, I really like what you guys are doing. I've seen, you know, a number of your shows over the years. Wow. Um, I think you. you do good. I think you guys do a good job, and and you guys fill the need in the industry, uh, in in uh, education. Uh, I, I believe in that as well. And uh, if you've seen any of the, uh, and Mr. Larrick knows. He's been to some of the workshops we put on. So um, we're all about that. And wow. Thank you, Tom. That's really yeah, you're nice. You're welcome. Um, hey, and by the way, I had a thought. You know, in the bottom uh, on your Zoom meeting? Yeah. Th- just to try it, there's a uh, there's a video settings carrot. Yeah, I tried try that. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twice. <laughs> Come on, Jay. All right. No, <laughs> no, I, I suck at technology. Let's just say it and get it out there. That's you all. Know, yeah, that's okay. We all, you know. Well, I think when we met, we had a little meeting, we had a meeting with Tom here a couple months back, and I think if I remember right, Tom, you were really big on safety, is that right? Yeah, that too, yep, yep. That was a big topic. We're big on all kinds of things. Big on everything, moving cars. Mm -hmm. Hey, did we learn, Brothers Auto Transport, what, what size, I know it's size isn't, you know, but like for let's say there's a company that's like maybe we should work with brothers you know we've got what's your what's your running lanes you know what's your oh, area absolutely yeah, well coverage but basically got about uh, 85 trucks uh run primarily the uh, mid-atlantic region you you can go from say uh new hampshire and vermont all the way down to uh virginia top of north carolina west out towards the uh, western edges of Ohio, Southern Michigan, um, you know, places like that. And we, um, it's, it's, it's a good small company. Um, they, they run a tight ship and, um, I've enjoyed my time with, uh, Don and Nick, uh, immensely. They're, they're a lot of fun to be around. I've got to hang out with Don and shake his hand like twice. Super uh-huh. great guy. Too. Yeah. He's a big guy too. Don like, sat in on when we spoke at, uh, <clears throat> remember that we spoke at automotive logistics and that. Oh yeah. Kind of workshop room. It. Yeah. Yeah. And Don sat that in. Well. That was nice. Don. Mm-hmm. So I just wrote like down Don. the map, New Hampshire, Ver- Vermont, New- North Carolina, Ohio, Michigan. Joe, I know you've got a map. Uh, your coverage area, right, which is similar, Midwest, right, Nebraska, Iowa, yeah, we're, Ohio, we're PA, you know, yeah. Can't, uh, we're from the, we, we service uh, six states out of Kansas City, Nebraska, Iowa, Kansas, right. Missouri, Oklahoma, and Arkansas, 
And then our, our long haul traffic is Kansas City Chicago, to Chicago, Chicago across to Detroit, Toledo, and down towards Atlanta. Then Atlanta comes kind of, kind of back over into the Arkansas and back up to Kansas City. I find that fascinating to picture that, right? So then, uh, hey, John Larrick, how you doing? Good. Uh, good night, everybody. Hey, man. Thanks for taking hey, the time to join us. We know you're on vacation and... This is really nice of you to do. Oh uh, no, no, no problem at all. Tom, it's good to, to hear you on here. I hope everything's working out for you. Yeah, except for the video. I, I'm not too good on this. <laughs> <laughs> I got a quick question, uh, Joe. Do you know? I know you know John. Do you know Rod? Have no. you met Rod? Okay. Uh, what no, about Tom? First time. You know Tom? I met Tom. I met Tom at uh, the last Aha meeting that I attended, which was uh, the one in. Um, uh, not the one, not Baltimore, the one before that in um, Orlando. Oh, Orlando. Yeah, yeah yep. Orlando. Yep. That's where I met Tom as well. Yep. Tom, I got a question for you, Tom. Tom, you might know. When, what's the next AHA event? When's that coming up? That'll be uh, this October, and it'll be, oh, shoot. Where, uh, it's going to be in Denver, Colorado. Yeah, it's in Denver. Yep. yep. Denver, you going, Joe? Yes. I'm, I'm going to try and get a hold of a guy. I'd like to help you guys promote that somehow, Tom. Yeah. Sure. We'll do. Yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. October in Denver. You don't happen mm. to know dates, do you? Um, 25th? I do. 20... 22nd-ish, you said? 22nd, yeah, 23rd-ish, yes. Yeah. Joe's got it. Joe's well, looking it up. Look at Joe. Yeah. I'm looking it up, too. <laughs> 22nd, yeah. 23rd. Hey, well, I know this isn't really the, the point of the show, but I am curious since I got you. I've been really honestly trying to get a hold of the guy. What what do we got to do to become a member of AHA? Oh, geez. Or does um, anybody? I don't yeah. know. Um, what, yeah. Let's start with anybody. <laughs> what is, how do you join? Yeah. How do you join AHA? What's, does anybody know? Uh, what, it's a uh, well, yeah. what you got to oh. do is you got to fill out an application with, uh, with Guy, and then uh, it goes to uh, the uh, the Founders Committee. They review the application. and oh, then the Founders um, Committee. You know, wow, that's interesting. It is. Go ahead, John. They want to make sure authority and everything's up to stuff, life. you know. And you know what? Yeah. And that's actually yeah. what I meant is I, I could see, right? You got to have some vetting. Mm-hmm. Right? You can't just you be, you know, everybody in there. some random YouTuber. Do you have to have like a minimum number of trucks or how many cars you can no. haul? I mean, yeah. can you be? No, you can no, no, no. You, can, you can have any, any, as long as you've got uh, equipment authority and uh, you, you've got a insurance, yeah. You're right, active. And, and Tom, also, isn't there also a way for suppliers and vendors and stuff like that to get involved? Yes. In a, as oh, well? that's true. There are suppliers yeah. and vendors. Yeah. And, and, and that's probably fall under is as a uh, supplier or a vendor to the industry, really. Yeah. Actually, and, and, actually you're in it all by yourselves. <laughs> yeah, being media. But I think the oh. cool thing about that is that, uh, mu- you know, much like the forum that you guys create here at ATI, um, you, you kind of have a, a really respectful and, and uh, you know, kind of series of vendors that are, are, are members and have an opportunity to spend some time in front of the various carriers and, 
you know, here's where we can make a difference. And a lot of conversations happen of here's what works for us and those kinds of things. And you have access to a lot of a lot of resources. It, it's we find for, at Midwestern, we find that it's a really helpful forum, especially for for smaller carriers, because you can kind of connect, uh, do some networking with other with not just other carriers, but also vendors that would that have, you know, car hall specific interests and car hall specific uh, opportunities in mind. The dates, by the way. Uh, specifically, it is October 22nd through the 25th. Okay. I'm just going to say. Very well said, Joe. Thank you. Wow. Yep. Yeah, that was yeah. really nice. Well, I know for sure we always see the equipment guys there. The Lore, Cottrell, Sun Country, Ben, Trey, and Ben, the other Ben. A lot of Ben see the carrier, uh, the car hauler guys there. there. Do this. Here we go. You know, since we're talking here, I, just, I got the, yeah, let's keep going. I got the webpage pulled up here. This is Auto Haulers Association of America, autohaulersamerica.com. I put the link in the live chat so you can click on that. I also put the AHA application link, AHA supplier members link. And yeah, we're talking about Auto Haulers Association of America and the website and information. That's awesome. Yeah, we need to figure out a way to help promote that and maybe even show up and do a live something crazy it'd be great sounds like the old days pretty cool i think uh yeah, I, well cool. see here the reason i want to talk about this for me again i know this isn't the point of tonight's show but uh jay and i spend a lot of time at these quote unquote like dealer conferences and <clears throat> one of the biggest things that i see when i'm there is i talk to dealers there's a, a real need to connect with carriers oh and yeah I all the time I was at one of these and I kept thinking about guy the whole time I'm like we yeah aha needs to die cannonball you, right in the middle of this thing it would be so amazing bring what, your whole cruise can we what was that is there a way to I go might have been the NIADA I can't it? remember cuz there was all a lot of independent dealers and I was like they they are having a nightmare after nightmare after nightmare and I thought aha here's the other thing I thought I know crazy but I get a, a call a day on average. I want to be a car hauler. Where do I go to school? Right. Or how do I learn this? Or is there an organization? Yeah, you can get hooked up with AHA. I don't know that. I mean, there's other carriers out there that you could go to work for that would be happy to train you. But to go learn how to do it on your own, I don't know. Well, AHA so, is well, working on that now. We're, we're trying to get a school back. We did have a school... Um, that was done in Florida that didn't work out. But Tom can fill you in more on that. Uh, we'll, we'll look into get the uh, cool. education back uh, to train car haulers because there's such a shortage in car haulers. We, we need them trained right. And uh, they do have a loading manual that they made up that's available to all the members. And mm. just the information alone that you get is just unbelievable. Okay. So, yeah. Jay's got, go ahead. Let me, let me jump into that for a second, Ty. You know, um, there was a guy I used to know years ago at a previous company that I worked at, and uh, he was real different character. Uh, you can coming from me, you can take that how you like, but <laughs> real, real different character. And he once told me, and I, I'll never forget this. He he once told me that car haulers are such a specific and special guild, and he used that term guild. Yeah. Um, you know, and and I think that. Um, the, the, that that is a really important thing that we need to, at, not just as, as companies, but as, you know, as members of this industry, we need to instill that degree of pride 
you know, but also maintenance of standards, uh, you know, from a safety perspective and other such things. How many shows have I been on with you guys where we've talked about rates? I'll, I guarantee you that this show and the last 12, there was a conversation in the chat about whether the rates were adequate to do a particular thing or not do a particular thing. I, I can't even begin to, 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 to say how, how, you know, how oftentimes I've seen that, you know, just within the community. And I think that the maintenance and understanding of standards is the first and best way to start getting ourselves as an industry into a place where, where we're, be, we're able to compete fairly and, and, and equitably and, you know, do this, this the right way at a fair, at a fair return. So that's my speech. Well, it's my almost like, uh, yeah, I need to learn how to load it and unload it, but let's talk about the business aspect of this. Oh, it's a lot. It, it, yeah. Putting them on and taking them off really does matter. But if you're, if you're going to be a, 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 you know, a smaller carrier with, you know, just run your own trucks and stuff like that, you better understand math or have a damn good accountant. And actually you probably need a damn good accountant anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Well, there's the, the plug for AHA. We, uh, we do appreciate AHA. We need to try to spend more time with AHA and help promote AHA. So anything we can do to help you guys, please let us know. Sure. We'll work on that for you. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was nice. So now I'm sorry I interrupted the whole show. Sorry. That oh, was good, though. <laughs> really? I mean, really, I, I'm really glad we did that. We went yeah, down that call Good stuff. Yeah. We can come so, out now. Uh, we were talking about coverage maps. Um John, what is your coverage area with lowest larics towing and transport? We run up and down the East Coast. Uh, we'll go out as far as Chicago, uh, but primarily it's New York, Chicago, Michigan, uh, and back down to Florida area. And, and I'm pointing this out because it's interesting how this would be one thing for a business, a young business, to think about, right? What's our coverage area, right? Rod, what's your coverage area? We're basically the same as Mr. Larry, because it's, uh, we cover the east. We go about, The furthest we go basically is in New Jersey, or PA, and west is uh, Chicago and a um, little bit of the uh, um, Michigan, as far as like the south part of Michigan. And we come down to Florida, and some, every once in a while we go to Texas. We try to stay away from the south. It's just kind of a little different market for us. Um, mainly because most of our terminals are kind of in the east. That's, hey, yeah, go ahead, Ty. Well, uh, this is kind of interesting. I know that the drivers, right? Yeah. Uh, how's everybody on drivers right now? Need more? Need yes. another one? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I want to talk about it for a minute because I think it's a conversation that we don't have much. Uh, you know, you think, okay, what's the perfect candidate, Joe? The perfect driver. There's no perfect. Not necessarily perfect driver. Yeah, there is no per I'm sorry. Let me rephrase yeah. that. Joe, what, what are we looking for? What's uh, helpful? Passion. Passion. Uh, passion to start. Yeah. I mean, you have to have a, you really have to fall in love with this business to, to stay in it for any length of time. Um, you know, I, I, I do a, a pretty lengthy, when we go through the interview process on our, on at Midwestern and we talk to potential candidates, um, you know, I, I, I say some version, some variation always of, of, of this, which is, you know, I'll teach you how to put them on, how to take them off, how to strap them down, the right way to climb the ladder and, you know, do all that other stuff. But you're never going to forget your first load. It'll take you all day to put it on, take you all half the day to take it off. 
you're probably going to screw something up and have to unload, reload, you know, the whole shooting match. Um, the perseverance to be able to come back tomorrow and do it again is, is a real sign of character. And, you know, understand that uh, you're not going to come here and just, you know, boom, presto, be six-figure salary. That's just not going to happen. Uh, this business requires a great deal of time, a great deal of patience, and a tremendous amount of humility. Uh, you have to be very humble. You have to be willing to learn and learn every day. And, um, you know, if you're willing to do those things and accept the training from people that have been there and done that before you, then, you know, this can be an extraordinarily rewarding and extraordinarily, uh, you know, fascinating career that you'll brag to your friends and family about for the rest of your life. Um, mm -hmm. But but that that uphill hurdle is, is a lot. And, uh, you know, I, I tell people all the time, if, if, if you're looking to, to, you know, to just hold on to a steering wheel, this ain't the job for you because, you know, there's just no getting around putting them on, taking them off. There's no getting around, the, the, you know, standing up and up on high. There's no getting around walking through the rain and the slow or in the snow, excuse me, to try and, and you know, slowly slog your way across uh, the state of Michigan because that's where your next load is at. Wow, that's good. John? Uh, same thing. I mean, pretty much what Joe hit on, but I, I think – the problem is, is trying to give the driver what he really wants to keep him around. Uh, we, we tend to, to give them a lot because we want to make them happy. But uh, unfortunately, um, everybody's looking for drivers. And sometimes the grass looks a little greener on the other side, and that's why they jump ship. Uh, but we've had guys that left and, and came back. Uh, I did have a problem for a while with drivers. Uh, we couldn't get them. But it, pretty much after the COVID thing. So right now we're okay. We're fine. But uh, it's it hasn't been easy uh, for the last couple of years. Yeah. Hey, John, do your, do your lanes stay relatively static? Or are you, are you kind of dealing with a lot of up and down in that? A lot of up and down right now. We're working really hard to keep the trucks loaded. Same here. Same here. Yeah. 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 I want to add something to uh, what Joe mentioned is the when the drivers apply, they see, oh, I'll make 100000 plus versus, you know, 70000 80000 in Walmart. Great. I want to take it. And that's the thing is it's not about the money. If you're doing it for the money, you won't make it past your first week of training. You'll hate yep. it. Because like right. Joe mentioned, you must see a car like, oh, this is a car I'm loading. But guess what? There's a railroad between you. Even though there's no train, you have to a quarter mile this way, quarter mile that way, and quarter mile back. To get that right. exact car right you can't right. run you can't go more than five miles an hour you can't do none of this stuff so you know we get drivers from industries where they just bump docks and they do everything they want to do and that's not how it works in our industry there's a lot more to it <clears throat> so they they come they they when they first for they they come for the interview and they go through the process so excited oh man i just want to get out of there and get hit the road like it's not as easy as it sound there's a lot more to it and not many drivers actually don't even make it through the the process that we put them through. Yeah, three out of ten. Three out of ten is the ratio. Three out of right. ten. There we go. Amen. That's about the same one. Okay. Uh, before Tom Tom's gonna pipe in here too, but real quick, uh, so far we know Joe's looking for drivers. Rod. Oh, we're okay where we at so far. Uh, I would like to add one or two, but we're not. Um, like no. Joe said, is is the the freight is not a, or was where like it's are open and bring more trucks. So Yours is up, you're experiencing up and down fighting hard to keep the trucks loaded as well. So right. there's three for three, right? 
Yep. Uh, <clears throat> Joey is looking for drivers. John set on drivers. Okay, Tom, back to you. We're always we're always looking for drivers, and everybody here that uh, that spoke, they they've all expressed what you're looking for in a driver, and um, in their own ways. I, I agree with everything that they've said. The only thing that I would add to it is, in in our industry, you have to be every day. You have to you you, you have to show up and do your job. And and that that really really hard when you're against um, the bump dock bumpers over at Walmart and so forth. You don't have to be precise every day. If you have a bad day, oh, oops! I I, I put a little dent on uh, the back end of my freight box. Not so in ours. Hmm. No, not at all. Well, there's another thing. That, what made me think about this driver conversation was I remembered last week we had Rod on, and Rod and I were kind of laughing amongst ourselves. We knew what he was saying. We didn't dive into it, but Rod's like, yeah, I get my drivers home usually Friday, Saturday morning, Friday night, Saturday morning. So they're out a week, and they get to come back home. And it was funny because he made a comment. As <clears throat> soon as I find out on Monday that that driver has to be home on Friday at 2, we spend the whole week knowing that it's going to be a super challenge. Oh, yeah, exactly. So keeping the driver happy, I think I heard somebody say that, you know, that it, it is important to keep that driver happy. We do give a lot, I think, as as owners. Uh, I, I know I spent a lot of, invested a lot of time and money into making sure my drivers were always happy, and I was always happy to have them come back to work. Because yeah. Joe said it right, guild is the right word. Yeah, yeah guild is a really well, good word. Exactly. I, 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 George Howard, thank you very much, sir. Once again, I tip my hat to you. Uh, I was I was going to add here. I, I you know Jay, you know me. I like to take a lot of notes before these shows, so I know what it is that I want to make sure I say because I'm not smart enough to remember it all. But um, one of the things that I had scribbled down here was that you know car haulers are 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 not just people and we're not just truck drivers. We're car haulers. It's a separate thing. It's a separate breed. It's a separate, a whole separate set of skills. The training is not the same as what you have with your standard Class A CDL. And uh, I was having this kind of conversation with somebody else about how, you know, the average car hauler, I said before, three out of 10 survive the training cycle. But actually, it's less than that that actually are still survived the following year. Why? Because our industry does this so much that there are some people that just, you know, they get in at the wrong time and they can't feed their families. And so they have to, they, they're forced into a bad position where they have to go somewhere else. Hopefully they gravitate back to the industry at a later point in time. And hopefully they're, they're better equipped because they have skills and things like that. But that, you know, that's just kind of how the industry is. So if, if you figure that one or maybe two out of every 10 are, are still in the industry a year after they, they set foot in the door uh, training, then in fact, it is actually harder to be a car hauler than it is for you to be a Navy SEAL because the attrition rate from BUDS to Navy SEAL training is 20%, or excuse me, is 80%. So 20% survive and 80% and do not. Now, that's a little bit of a caveat because to get to the BUDS training is this whole other whole other thing, but it's really pretty cool to say that our car, car haulers are are uh, you know are the Navy SEALs of uh, of of the trucking industry? So that, that that's that's what I'm pushing. Ooh, I'm spreading. That. I like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm, that's good. Good. Okay, Tom, uh, Tom. Did you say you were looking for drivers? Yes, sir. Brothers. So if and that's kind of north. I think it, home base is northeast. Correct. 
Yes. Yep. Yes, sir. Okay. And I think Jay might be putting something in the live chat to do with that. Joe, Tom, brothers, Midwestern. And the reason I'm talking about well, this Well, yeah, is and we need contact. If you're looking for, we need contact info, right? Contact. So well, be thinking yeah. about that. But yeah, keep going. Well, I, I talk to a lot of guys who want to get into the business. They want to start their own car hauling company. Have you hauled cars before? No. Have you thought about driving for somebody? No, not really. Well, here's some advantages. Like I can, I'm not saying, I'm not, I don't walk around and try to find drivers, but I do talk to a lot of people. And as I'm talking to them, one of the approaches, one of the angles, one of the considerations is always, I know a guy named Joe, I know a guy named Ty, I know a guy named Rod, and I know a guy named John. And they're great people and would love to show you the business. And so, and the, what I want to add to that is, so when I hear, and I do, when I see, whether I see it on social media or I hear somebody say it, if somebody's looking for something or has something to share, I would, I love, and I don't, I don't need a, a you know, I think of a concert poster. What does a concert poster do? It tells you there's a concert. It tells you the date. It tells you the basics that you need to know. So for if there's a service that's needed or offered, I want the concert poster. I want to know, you know, contact info. What are we looking for? And I'll share it. That's the minimum I can do. Yeah, happy to right? share it with yeah. for you guys. So, yeah, if you're looking for <clears throat> okay. drivers or, yeah, so there's that. I want to say this there before I forget. You know what I want to know? Mm, what? what are the what are the ingredients without looking I don't want the secret sauce. But what are the ingredients in generic terms that determine your coverage area? What do you mean by what do you mean when you say that? Well, what are the what what criteria made you decide on the coverage area that you have? Obviously, uh location, vicinity, but there's more. Well, I, I would say that it has to do with consistency of delivery. So in other words, we, we pick up from a common origin point and we deliver to a particular geographic area, A to B. And, um, and so from there, you build a network, A to B, then B might go to C. And then in theory, you're trying to find C that either goes back towards B or back over towards A. Maybe it goes to D, which is not quite A or B, but it's you know, whatever it is, um, you know, and it gets more complicated to me. Uh, number one, networks are ever evolving things. They're not, they don't, they just don't stay the same. Why? Cause sales don't stay the same, stay, stay the same. Um, you know, manufacturers building vehicles, this one's in higher demand than that one. It can have an impact on how that lane looks. If your lanes are out of balance, that becomes a problem. That's one of the things that, that, uh, that, that I see a lot is, I'm busy on the east side of my network. I'm slow on the west side of my network. Trying to connect those dots makes things more makes things difficult, and it goes to uh, what we were, what someone said before about how we're looking for for Friday one when you know by by two o'clock on Monday. It's that's kind of that same sort of thing. So um, the other thing is is that you're constantly in, on the business side. You're constantly trying to like sculpt this network into into its most perfect form. You'll never get mm -hmm. up there, but yeah. you're constantly sculpting it. So, so you know, you might develop a lane that's going to fill a gap that exists, you know, now. And if you're successful, then great, you've now filled that lane. 
But by that time, the market's going to have changed. Your network is going to have changed. That plant is going to have, you know, shutdown weeks. You know, any number of things can happen that will adjust the way that your that your network looks. And then the next thing you know, you're you're back to sculpting again and trying to find that most perfect picture. And then you know, and so on and so forth. Our job is never done on the on the business side. Ooh, building sandcastles in the sand. Yeah, if I could. Right. If I if I if I can add on that, yeah, Joe, please. I, I think I think the most important thing is you take Joe, you take Tom, and brothers. They have their contracts. So once they have their contracts for that manufacturer, they they pretty much have to take care of that contract. Where I'm different, I'm 100% different. I have no contracts, so I'm depending on them to give me work so that I can keep my truck filled. So if I don't have the work, if, I mean, if they don't have overflow or they don't have enough cars for me to do work with, I, I'm, I'm in the back row here. You know, they're going to take care of their trucks first, which I understand. But that's the way my business is different than theirs. They got to take care of their contracts. Great point. Mm -hmm. And this Adam, is thank you, Rod. Yeah, yeah. and add into John and Joe as well. And that's a problem we're facing. Some drivers, like uh, Joe said, when they joined the industry. They're happy. They're running, let's say, northeast. Oh, this is close to home. I love it. But next thing you know, that plant shut down for X amount of month. We have to remove the trucks in different markets. And now right. the job oh, I'm away from home. I'm not as the same route you gave me. Well, things have changed. Prior to COVID, yeah, yeah we have consistency, but that's not the same anymore. So, yeah, we might have 60% of our stuff on the East Coast this week. It might be the other way around next week. So that's another problem that we are, we're facing as well. Yep. So, because I and thank you, because I was gonna. That was my follow up. What, what chips away at traditional consistency? I know you hit upon that, and then everybody has different types of factors. Tie. Well, this is a great segue into this. What we were talking about a minute ago, the static versus the roller coaster. So, some of the news that I follow on LinkedIn is is trying to tell me that the lots are full. The OEMs are cranking them out. Uh, the consumer demand is what I'm, and anybody want to pipe in, go right ahead. But the consumer demand seems to be backing off a little bit. So the lots are starting to get full. And then the price of the used car is declining. I think we're on our 10th week of decline. Is that right on the used car? Yep. So there may be a demand problem there as well. I'm reading articles that are giving me reason to think that only people buying cars right now or if they need it anybody hear anything different well, well i think i think that you you can't tie any part of the sales picture of our industry uh you, you can't look at that any part of the sales part of our industry without also looking at interest rates and also looking at how the state of financing is and because people don't just show up at a dealership with a suitcase full of cash and say i'll take the green one that's not how that works anymore. You know, now, in fact, dealerships are, are no longer making money on the sale of the car as much. It, it's all it's all a financing game. And so, um, you know, the, the, the financing, you know, this is the trade off that happens when you have had, you know, a decade of low, low rates that all of a sudden is something higher than whatever it's been for 25 years is there. There's this trade off in economics and. Uh, and I think so. Do I believe you? What you're saying that the customer is, you know, confidence is, uh, is is um, is is cooling. 
I don't know about that. Demand. I don't think the demand is necessarily cooling, but I think the people are starting to see prices are. You know, inflation has kind of hit that that top of the roller coaster and is starting, and we're going to start to see that kind of dip back down again. And so, as the the price of the of the car starts to float back down to the planet, then you know you might see that that kind of pick back up again. And and also this morning. Uh, Actually, probably probably about ten or eleven o'clock this morning. My phone, because I get all the you know, the auto news things, because Google's always watching me. Uh, it said that Ford is cutting the price of their EV Lightning by as much as ten thousand dollars now. Down to fifty thousand, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I and, saw that too. And, yeah. and and so this is the this is the proof that I'm suggesting is that you know I think that high prices have uh, have have for for the cars and, and trucks have have probably peaked and are going to start coming back down again because manufacturers at this point are starting to realize that people are not going to get themselves into a fourteen hundred dollar a month car payment because the principle is you know is 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 just too darned high now can they make money at that and all that that's that's a whole other college that i'm not you know that i'm not you know professional enough to to teach in but you really do have to look at you know the, the state of financing and, and, and put that side by side of the state of car sales today, as far at least as far as, as, as new vehicle sales are concerned. What happens to, okay, so you've got your consumer issues, concerns. The manufacturer, uh, Jay shared it, it seems like we got our chips, it seems like they're making cars. If, you, if a guy's got a contract in the, <clears throat> say before, uh, let's go, I don't know how, contracts work one year five year joe uh depends it, it, it manufa okay, so. manufacturer specific it just depends by the way right. verification chips anybody still talking about chips we, no. we're not seeing chips at the places that i am as a shortage but we are we are seeing uh, some supply chain issues as it relates to other parts yes. and that, it, that has been fairly consistent for the last 12 months it's not one thing it's just a, a bunch of things. There's there's a whole wide range of parts that you would never think would have a supply chain issue that all of a sudden do. And and I and I wonder how much of it is because of you know things like in Ukraine and, and stuff like that you know and then you know obviously too because there are a lot of of, of rare earth minerals and things like that that come from that part of the world. Um, you know, I, I, I wonder how much of that is geopolitical. I don't want to get, you know, zoom out so that more, far so much, but, uh, but, you know, no, there, but that is interesting impacts now. these tidbits along the way and mm -hmm. Ty, I, I apologize if I derailed the thought. No, yeah, no, you're good. I wanted to, Tom was getting ready to say something to tie into what I think Joe, maybe, maybe not Tom, were you getting ready to say something? Well, all I was going to say is that uh, it's been kind of surprising to me that the wide range of parts, as Joe was alluding to, um, that are disrupting production. They're, they're just different types of things, you know, uh, certain types of materials and certain things. Uh, and, and now it, it just seems that it doesn't take much for a disruption to take place. Mm. Uh, a little bit more difficult to knock people off their stride, but uh, not not anymore. Well, I guess what, where I'm going with this is 
Somebody had a somebody had a contract. Somebody signed the contract. I'm assuming. I, again, I don't know. That's why I love having you guys here. But <clears throat> the, in that contract, it said we're going to you're going to move this many cars to these many places. Is that fair? Is that a, is that fundamentally true? Basically, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it's way more in depth. I'm trying to keep it as simple as I can. But I guess what I, my my concern for my friends here on the show tonight are okay. Well. You told us we were going to move this many, but we're really not moving that many. So what do we do now? Yeah, good point. But, the, but that, so so that's the thing is about you know when you get into these kind of things, and I don't want again without getting too deep in secret sauce things, but um, the, the the manufacturers typically are looking at an annual perspective for production, because that's how they build their production plant schedules is. You know, X number of units per year divided by whatever number of work days equals whatever number of, of vehicles per day, and then you know all of that feeds into the you know the massive supercomputer, com and then T1000 spits out how many units you're going to receive, you know, at whatever time. And the, the the catch of this is that when you look at a time period that long, then this is what they see when this is what we see because the reality is that the railroad wow. is not going to have the same throughput as an assembly plant ever it can't they, they 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 build trains they don't ship the trains until they get the right number of cars and then you know the unloaders are a factor weather between points is a factor and so on and so on and so on uh, the, 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 the pace of orders is not constant. So here's a great example, Ty, just in, in our part of town here. Um, there are, there are, there's a, a very large assembly plant that builds a commercial product. And that plant, uh, when, they, when an, a company like U-Haul, Penske, Home Depot, you guys have all seen these trucks. They're out there, you know. <laughs> Those orders are not give me five a day. No, it's give me twelve thousand. And so they all boom. They, you know they're they're going to build those mm. orders into their manufacturing system in the most efficient and cost-effective sort of way, which means that they have a tendency to come out in very large clumps. And so you know, like I said, mm. the manufacturer sits there and says, "Oh yeah, it's going to be." And we're standing there at the plant pulling our hair out. Is <laughs> I th was think Joe, when I wrote, I wrote on LinkedIn today, what, what does it take to get hundreds of cars moved in 24 hours? And I thought, how would Joe write this sentence? What does it take to get, is it hundreds? Is it 500, 1,000? What, what number would you say? Well, it, you know, this depends on the, on the company. I mean, for, for, for Tom and for me, our scale is very, very different than from Rod and from John. And a lot of that, some of that is because our traffic lanes are very different. You know, I, I have a sort of a 50-50 blend between, between regional, you know, turn trips, home every night type stuff. And then, you know, longer haul, you know, go out and, you know, be, be a cowboy for three weeks or whatever. You know, so there is it. That's a very, very different picture. Um, and, and I think that's that's the, the, the diversity of that. Part of what makes our industry so beautiful is, is that, you know, we find ways to paint, you know, to paint a, 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 a bowl of flowers a hundred different ways. And all of them are unique and all of them are their own are their own thing. So, you know, the, mm -hmm. the, 
that you know, there's no right answer for what you're saying. It, it could be it could be thousands. It could be dozens, and and both of them are just are, are a okay. <laughs> exactly. That's I think what Jay's learning is, and when you get into this this kind of level where you're every looking time. at twenty. Yeah. 20 plus trucks it's like is there a correct answer please you know a guy like jay's like is it just yes or no <laughs> like well jay, i'll tell on, you what you, right, i'm <laughs> going to tell you my takeaway because this is how my brain works this is how i paint my bowls of cherries or whatever that was the flowers how do i how do you paint your flowers all right if your auto transport business was a beer what beer would it be? Now, oh, geez. I know, right? I know. I just realized, like, oh, I'm so screwed. But this could be a fun game at AHA in October in Colorado. Along with. No. What, Tom? I said, along with quarters. Quarters. Yeah, get the quarters with the ping pong balls. Pong. Ping pong balls. Yeah, that's ping pong too. balls. There you go. Kimberly says no. No. <laughs> Okay, so we got we got driver. What have we talked about? We talked about running lanes. We've talked about drivers. We've talked about volume. We're, we're tapping on volume. We touched on equipment a little bit. We touched on equipment a little bit. Uh, dri driver hiring drivers. Now, uh, here's a good one for you. Raise your hand if you're on the panel and you you could maybe use an owner operator guy. Sure. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. Sure. Okay. Describe, uh, Joe, we'll start with, actually, let's start with Tom. Tom, tell me, because everyone's different. Tom, tell me the owner-operator guy you're looking for. Uh, you, you're talking about a guy that we would want running for us? Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. um, uh, same as we would for, for somebody that we would have working for us. Somebody that's reliable, knows what he's doing, um, and is flexible. Um, nothing, nothing really fancy. We have a handful of guys that are that way, and but we're always looking for more. So okay. I'm going to do the follow-up. What? Right. Ah, dang it. I lost my train of thought. But Wedge Trailer, what are you looking for in that business? I'm, I'm sorry. Yes. Well, Time he's what he's looking at. Yeah. What, it's, it's, I need somebody that understands the business. It's what we I, talk I, about every Tuesday. Oh, John. I think it comes down to what type of equipment you need. I mean, if you're doing SUVs and everything, exactly. then a smaller truck works. But if you're if you're doing, you know, regular cars and stuff, you need a stinger unit. So there there is room for different type of equipment, which we already know. Uh, the mm -hmm. other thing too, I think, which we didn't touch on, is you really got to vent. Uh, the employee that's coming to work for you. I mean, you got to run his DL. You got to do everything to make sure that this guy's clean, because your insurance company will not even let you hire him unless he, he's, you know, he's a clean driver. Exactly. And to add mm -hmm. to John's point, um, as, as far as who the driver is, a lot of owner ops will come on board and says, "Oh, I don't want to go through the vetting process. I don't like to be babysit." Well. You call it what you want to call it, but there's things that we have to follow in order for us to load OEM cars on the trucks. It's just not anybody can come with, you know, whatever experience they had in, the, in there previously. So all their drivers and owner ops got to be equal and be able to, uh, like how Joe said, is move them from regional to long haul. And if you need them, right get them out of the comfort zone if you have to. The problem that I've had with owner operators, too is if you get a really good one 
they can they can help you out, make the company good money and Amen. stuff too. But Amen. the other problem, the other problem that happens if if the guy just doesn't care, he could screw up your CSA score so quick, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And us as company owners end up having to pay for that. That's exactly correct. Mm -hmm. Can I make a distinction between uh, people who lease on to the company using your operating authority as opposed to people who are just consistent subcontractors for you? Because there's a big difference. And yes. it's Thank not you, that Joe. you, without that, I mean, that said, you still do have to vet. Um, mm -hmm. The degree that you vet is going to be something different. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of my understanding, uh, at least we do, and I, I believe we are relatively consistent. You guys, John and, and Tom, can tell me. Um, but we have equipment man uh, requirements. You know, the, the equipment has to be in a certain age, a certain condition, you know, and that kind of thing. And and quite frankly, we've had people call us and with perfectly serviceable equipment that is the correct age, just not compatible with our traffic. Right. And it's like. You know, listen, buddy, I, I cannot put you to work running regional traffic with that high rail. The duallys will kill you. You'll never, you, you just, you know, it, it's just not going to, you know, the frequency of, of you having to carry this number of, of, you know, whatever particular style of vehicle that's not suited to your equipment, it's just not going to work out. So, um, you know, there is a degree of that type of, of relationship that you have to, to, to be able to have. There's that word I always use, relationships. Um, but but so for subcontractors, though, my my experience, you're you're vetting different things. Um, you know, you're looking for whether or not they have adequate insurance for sure. But you're also looking for, you know, what what type of payment terms are they looking at? What type of, excuse me, how responsive are they to to claims? Are they conforming to all of your company standards and so on and so forth like that? Independent business people versus you know people who are, are leased onto the company and obligated to follow the company's rules and regulations and procedures are sometimes two very very different things we've had instances where where people who are subcontractors to us will get into heated arguments with our, our destination dealerships and you know while they're delivering product for midwestern and then i get a telephone call from the manufacturer buddy you don't want to be my next phone call when that happens you know, because because I, I'm not going to put millions, you know, all of my oh. people's jobs at risk over oh. a customer contract because you're you know you're not smart enough to be. Or, or never mind. I'll I'll stop there. You guys yeah. all know what I'm saying. Well, so okay, this this Joe makes an interesting point. Which okay, so raise your hand if you're a carrier with a brokerage, the broker. Who's a, who's absolutely a everybody. Yes. Yeah, Larrick, John. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yes. Yeah. Rod. So, mm -hmm. right. But, but, like so, I, but like I've always said, though, with my broker part of it, I only broker yeah. out my extra cars. I'm not I'm not out there yeah. trying to find extra work. I just, if I have extra cars, mm -hmm. snowbirds and stuff like that, I broker. That's what well, we do. Yeah, and I think I that's the say, majority that's of the guys that, yeah, yeah, asset heavy guys, they're right. just, it's almost because you're forced to have it because Take of the Take care law. of your client, right? Yes. Yeah, you can't do inter. What do we call it? Interlining? No more interlining. Used to be interlining, right? Used yeah. to. Joe was friends with John, and John Joe could say, "Hey, John, take care of this," and then somebody said they can't do that anymore. So that just makes sense. So the the reason I'm the making Map a point Act, here. Eighties. Yeah. Little guy out there running around, you should have learned a lot right here in this last five minutes. Number one, just because you own your own company doesn't mean you get to do whatever you want. Camera one. <laughs> 
Okay. Joe said it. Joe, Tom will say it. John will say it. Rod will say it. If you own your own truck and you think, man, I own my own company. I can do what I want now. My ETA is my ETA. No. It, it, it will not get you anywhere in this business, promise. That 1.72 years in your gone number that we've been throwing around a lot, that's real. Okay. Well, like, so we, like, Joe, like Joe said, relationships. We yeah. know who we can use and who we can't. And that's what it comes down to. You know, if you come in with an attitude, you're only going to use the guy one time and then that's he's done, you know. Yeah, and, and that story Joe just told, I mean, I, I never had OEM contracts, but I had owner-operators drop stuff at my used car dealership, and I get that phone call. Which, okay, so here we go. Cannonball, what's it like then when you see, as I like to say on this show, big, 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 big broker posting loads that you know, you know that company, you know that OEM. Are you, do you fear, what do you, what goes through your head? You know, this, this random people booking this stuff. What are you thinking? I wish you the best Please of luck. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I'm not trying to create something that isn't there. Are you having these thoughts? Sure. We, we well, you know, we're, we're competing, we're competing in a marketplace where, you know, especially today where, uh, you know, capacity is is so choppy and you know and, and not just on our side of the business too, the rail side too i mean the rail side capacity is is kind of all over the place which is part of the reason why we're, we're, we are where we are and you know so yeah there's times when you know i'll i'll have a one of the the, the companies that'll you know that we do business with they'll send something on the load board and i go yeah, that looks familiar um you know I think it, it it it's a difficult situation because obviously the customer controls the freight. You know, most of the contracts that are written, they, the the customer is really only ever obligated to give you one car a year, and then after that, you know, it's kind of up to them on how they want to handle it. It's in their interest for cost savings and efficiencies to be able to keep a network fluid and keep things moving along. But you know, if 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 they call and say, I need 500 units, then they're going to take 500 units. And you just, you know, the customer is undefeated. They always win. Right. So, you know, is, you, so you is the purpose, was, was that a spot market fluctuation or was it a maybe could, got could, it? Could be. Or just could be, hey, we're just going to do it. We'll do it for 50 bucks less. No, it, no. very rarely. Right, okay. that. Very, very rarely. The spot market is not on the same economic level as the the contract no. market they're just they're just different different beasts different cost structures that's a whole nother show yeah or, you, yeah you can't you, because because the thing of it is when you when you when you build a when you build a contract you know you're building infrastructure around a particular origin point and so you have that 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 static benefit of you know your costs can be consolidated to a particular thing in a particular cost when you're down the spot market you know, you're sort of sitting there and going, I think I can get 13 trucks to get here to haul all this stuff, jigga, 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 jigga throw, you know, mm -hmm. so it's just yeah. not, not quite the same thing. Now, now there's a difference because, you know, uh, like, for example, and I think John would probably be the person to talk to this more, but there's a difference because as you build these relationships with other companies where you know where, you know, John knows where Midwestern runs. So if he's in my neighborhood, he'll call me and say, "Hey, what do you got? You have anything, you know?" And if we've got, and then we can we can talk and go, and go from there. But 
you know, so the relationships do do kind of matter, and you can still sort of piece together the puzzle on being able to, to get your drivers where they need to go. Again, with you know, the, the the relationships matter, but as far as the cost structure between you know, oh, let's just release two thousand units because two thousand units came off whole. I, I made that number up. It could be any number. Um, you know, now that that they're just, they're, the economics are just not the same. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it also could be what maybe it's not a large enough spot market fluctuation or it's outside of a i don't know well area, that's right yeah there, there's a place in the in the in the multiverse for brokerage i mean you know there 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 really is because right. these things happen yeah you know very recently mm-hmm. here in kansas city we had a major major weather event which resulted in a substantial amount of vehicles from a multitude of manufacturers that sustained hail damage and you know, as the insurance carriers and all the people that have their fingers in that whole process are making decisions as to where these vehicles are going to go, you know, it you, you don't have standing capacity just sitting around a, a picnic table playing dominoes waiting to go to work. And so that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's where brokerage can, can actually do some really, really important and interesting things because, you know, they can, they can start pulling, you know, they have a much more diverse array of, of, of people that they can work with. And, and to some extent, companies like, like Midwestern have this, a similar thing. We just don't specialize in it because we're, we're asset heavy. Um, you know, conversely, if, if the railroad's going to unload 2,000 cars a week, you want the bro- you 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 want the fleet because that's you know you can rely on the on the steady 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 lift and so yeah. that there, there's a balancing act between those things. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Gartho in the live chat making it rain. Thank you, Gartho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Let's uh, do. Uh, hang on one second. Jay says making my team. Jay says making it rain. We really appreciate that. Awesome. Um, I feel like we've talked about a lot. I know we could continue to go, Jay. But I know that some of these guys are on the East Coast. It's yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I know. I appreciate we that. Need to... like, whoa, 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 Jay. <laughs> we we lapped like, it. Round <laughs> two, man. Let's go. Indy 500. <laughs> worth 600. Yeah. But it really is. Uh, this was a really <laughs> informative show. I've learned awesome. a tremendous amount. Know, uh, Gary in the live chat, he's like, man, I love this show. I've been learning a lot. Uh, so thank you, audience, live chat gang, and especially thank you, Joe, Rod. Uh, Tom, Tom and John. John, yeah. Super cool to have all you guys on. And, and again, Jay said at the beginning of the show, it, we know you guys are busy, but we really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. Our pleasure. All right, Jay, wrap it up. So we will, uh, what we'll do, gentlemen, is uh, number one, we got the, we talked about AHA, which is great. We want to keep talking about that. Um, this is a periodic quarterly announcement so uh more to come on this topic i i don't know i feel like touching upon uh, new vehicles again in september october would be a really great idea you all know this about me ati ty is that we want to continue to grow the network i would love to see uh number one i'd love to see tom um, so we'll do an audio video test before the next one. <laughs> yeah. But Tom, you're coming back, right? I would. Yeah, absolutely. I'll uh, figure out a new camera. All right, cool. Oh, that's great. And, Thank you. Um, so I want to invite everybody here back and then bring some new friends. And we'll do that before AHA so we can promote AHA. Let's put that on our calendars, okay? Let's make that a to-do. 
Sure. Help me do That's that. That's great. And yes, thank, thank you, guys. you so much for taking the time, giving me extra time tonight, yeah. um, and for the Sweet. audience. This was really, really cool. I look forward to the next installment. Thanks, everybody. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. And thank please, you, John. Thank you, Joe. Be thank safe. you, Ron. Yeah. Real, and hey, enjoy the rest of your vacation, John. <laughs> thank you. Right, I hope man. you're somewhere warm, John. <laughs> I'm heading back, but I got yeah. I'm down in Myrtle Beach, but uh, I, I'm heading nice. up to pick up one of my other trucks to bring a truck home. So I'm oh, still working. There you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, now, now you can write off the ride. There you go. There you yeah, go. Yeah, it's working. Exactly. He's got two birds with one stone here. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> That's a car hauler. That's how you think like a businessman. <laughs> I love it. We, we don't we don't have time off. I had two trucks break down today, so you know what that's about. <laughs> yeah, it don't end. So so that so you know what uh, uh, that that's a that topic by the way the discussion you we, you touched on parts and stuff like oh. that in your news segment uh, Jay. Oh yeah. The, the discussion on on how we deal with with uh, breakdowns in the larger fleet and those kinds of things, man. That is a For deep. Them. Well, right there. If you wanna, if you wanna yeah. queue up a show, that would be Ooh. a good one. Let's yeah. do that. Let's do that. Um, I'm just gonna write replacement parts, and I'm gonna put a note. And what we're gonna do is let's do this like, I'm thinking late September, early October. Okay. Yep. Ho maintenance horror stories. <laughs> maintenance horror stories. <laughs> Tom, you know all about that, right? <laughs> Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, you guys got you guys have the toughest roads to handle up there where you are uh, in the Northeast. That that is the one of the toughest. I grew up up there, and I'm very familiar with a lot of those routes. And uh, man, that that infrastructure, boy, it's something. Yeah, it's funny because I was showing my oldest son a pothole in the parking lot. We went somewhere to eat. I said, hey, did you see that pothole? He didn't know what I was talking about. So we parked the car, and we purposely walked over to the pothole. I said, this thing, you hit that at 60 miles an hour? You have no well, idea what will happen. Yeah, you'll feel it. Yeah. Among so, other things. <laughs> right. Right, and that's just a pothole. So, uh, mm. all right, I love it. All right, I uh, put it on my calendar. Everybody, thank you so much. I look forward to the next one, and... Um, we appreciate you so much. Thank you for Thank having you. me. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you for your night. service. All right. Awesome. All right, here we go. I'll end the meeting now. Boom. All right, cool. Thanks, everybody. Thank you so much. It's ATI Auto Business. This is how we do it. Um, and we will... What do we got on the agenda? Let's just look at the calendar real quick. Um, I'll try to make a quick... Thursday, Dispatching Live with Super Dispatch. Friday, Cars on the Move with Auto Hauler Exchange. I'm going to be in... Oh, no, that's... Okay, next Tuesday, Super Dispatch will be here. Um, I'll be live in Iowa the Tuesday after that. Ooh, we got a dealer show, CPO 360 NIADA program in August. Ooh, IARA Summer Roundtable's coming up, so we got an energy show. We'll be live there. And Vehicle Recovery Roundtable at the end of August. Some great shows coming up. We've also got some, uh, let's see, coming up on Cars on the Move, Auto Hall Exchange. We'll be talking about carriers, Search Lab Digital, Rapid Recon.
Great stuff coming up. This is AT Auto Business, and it is a lot of work to build all these shows every week. So we appreciate everybody taking the time, participating, being a part of the schedule, being a part of the topics, all the news, all the live chat, all of the community. Man, if we're making this look easy, that's pretty awesome. I'll leave it there. Thank you all so much. Uh, oh, and I just need to say Rapid Recon, Murphy Auto Transport, Location Services, Super Dispatch, Auto Hall Exchange, Super Flow Systems, and Auction V Commerce. Of course, Gartha Logistics, thank you for the contribution, and, um, and Chris Chamberlain, and everybody on the show tonight, Joe Bercari, John Larrick, Rod Hamill, and Tom Ogredowski, and of course you. Thank you so much. Whether you're live or on demand, we're ATI Auto Business. We've been here for years. We've got a whole bunch more years to go. So thank you so much for making this such a great place to be every Tuesday night. We'll see you again soon. Here comes the car hauler. Peace out, everybody. Thank you.